Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. Today we're talking about S6E8 Framed, with a capital A, Framed. Hmm. This episode is written by Brian M. Holdman, directed by Larry Reedman. This should be fun. We've had both those guys on our podcast. And so now we get to see what they've been up to since we last talked to them. If I remember correctly, we talked to Brian Holdman right before he started writing this episode. It was before, for sure, yeah. It was like a week or two before, and then Larry Reedman, it was like a week or two right after they directed this episode, or he directed this episode. I think he was in the middle of it, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I think they were... Or like just finished or I something. I think they were doing episode nine, like like the post on eight mm-hmm. and getting gearing up for ten. Yeah. Um, before we dive into the episode, though, a little bit of follow-up from last week. I want to do a little FU. Um, so, you know, last week, I, you basically walked all over my So I Married an Axe Murder reference about hanging on to that part of the helicopter. Okay. Um, do you Have you seen that movie? So I Married an Axe Murderer? Yes. Like six or seven times, but I don't remember that part. You don't remember the part where he's talking to his chief about how the his brother, his brother the cop, is talking to the chief about how he always wanted to hang on to that part of the helicopter? The Anthony LaPaglia character. Yeah. Okay. You don't remember that? No, I don't. Mm. The part yeah. I really remember from his cop stuff was when uh, he's really upset that uh, uh, Alan Arkin like, can't <laughs> like yell at him like a mm-hmm. good cop boss. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I don't know why you wouldn't evil. want to hang on to that part like of the, the helicopter. the fruits of the devil. Evil. And I would never, ever choose an oatmeal raisin cookie over chocolate chip, especially if I were on Vicodin. I mean, come on. <laughs> you think you'd want some of, uh, like, Lorenzo's pain pills? Yeah, this seemed like a good deal. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Ryan from the OC did wear a choker in the OC pilot. Thanks to everyone who pointed that out to us. I don't know how I forgot about that. Maybe I just blacked it out of my memory. So it's like a double-edged F you, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and uh, and Luke wore the fucking puka shells. Oh, of course. That that's like the uniform of like your like West Coast douchebag. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just like uh, Logan Eccles. Oh yeah. <laughs> and some other stuff that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later in this episode as well. Uh, we talked about you know who can paint. Because uh, that painting that uh, A got delivered from their, their friend and ally there. So some various painting references that have come up that people tweeted at us. Um, in Ezra's fuck cabin, you remember that place? There was a painter easel in there. Uh, and Arya lied and said it was her uncle's paint, painting uh, set up there. Now, this this could mean that this was actually Ezra's painting stuff. Or it wasn't. Ezra said it wasn't his place. He said it was like his friends who's loaning it to him. So it could be this mysterious friend who we all just assume is Ren for some reason. Ezra has no fucking friends. Maybe it's Hardy. Maybe Even Hardy is A. Whoa. Whoa. No one would see that coming. Especially with uh, like Tryon reappearing on Suits. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. Uh, so th- that's one painting connection there. Whatever's going on at the, the fuck cabin. Uh, also, Arya was supposed to be teaching painting at Radley when she was volunteering there. And uh, Bethany that, Young. That wasn't quite the same. <laughs> no, but it was painting. Uh, Bethany Young had some drawing skills, so there's some some sort of art involved. Um, someone also pointed out that Sarah Harvey drew on her walls mm-hmm. in the dollhouse. Your pictures of the sun. I mean, that was pretty unsophisticated artwork there. I wouldn't exactly call her skilled. So, <laughs> I don't know. 
What do you think of my self-portrait? And Arya's just like, juvenile. <laughs> Arya smashes her face into the wall. Mm-hmm. Again. So those are all the, the various painting references, as far as I know, that people pointed out to us on Twitter or on our website page. So thanks for all that. Yes, thank you. Uh, anything that makes Ezra look more suspicious, I'm in- interested in. I feel like we've done a good job over the course of this podcast of really turning people around on Ezra just a little bit. I mean, I would hope they didn't need to be turned around on Ezra, but I mean, he's a skeezy guy. But I would say that in certain places, we kind of celebrate that skeeziness just because Ian Harding is so goddamn good at it. He really owns it. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this episode. We're going to fade in and pan across uh, some of the liars. They're in Arya's living room here. They're watching TV. We don't really see it. We just hear it off screen. It's the all exposition crime news TV channel, as usual. Yeah, we're going to start on Hannah here. What do you think of Hannah's new hair? Her hairstyle is weird in this episode. I don't think I like it. Uh, Yeah, this wasn't my favorite for Hannah hair. I was listening to another podcast. I think it was Cabernet A. I could be wrong. They're saying that they thought that there was like a different like makeup artist in this episode. Because is like it, the makeup uh, on people look different. Is it usually it's Cindy Millions? I have no idea. Don't think I'm pronouncing the last name right. I have no idea if there's an actual change or not. I mean, I I don't really notice that, but if somebody else did, maybe they're doing something different to make up. Hmm. But that yeah. wasn't her makeup that I noticed being different, though. Well, the hair is weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's a different person. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> TV news anchor says authorities have named Charles De Laurentiis as a lead suspect in the kidnapping of five Rosewood teens, as well as a sixth victim from Cortland. But she doesn't matter. This victim could not be reached as she was in the shower. Uh, <laughs> both state and local police remain tight-lipped. And you see Hannah, then Emily, then Spencer. They're all just kind of looking grim, watching closely. And Spencer looks off to her right, and she's like, hey, did, uh, did Allie turn in those home movies to the cops, the ones that Charles left at her house? And he says, yeah, I think so. Why? And Spencer says, maybe they could do one of those age progression sketches. We could finally put a face to the name. Mm-hmm. Very proactive. You know, I don't think I saw any fans even suggest that. So that's a pretty good idea. Well, like, I wasn't that like basically the uh, uh, the denouement of uh, the first season, like True Blood. Isn't that like one of those those things they go to? Or it's like suddenly they have the, the well, it's always like the, It's always like it has to be facts somewhere. And yeah, then it's yeah. like the, the cop leaves just before the, the fax machine spits well, out the like, you well, know, then the somebody artist sees it rendering. And they stare at it and they gasp. Mm-hmm. And then I, I can't even begin to do that guy's like, who is Sarr. this monster? Yeah. yeah. It's just Arya with the horns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean Yvonne. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a lifelike drawing of Arya, but it has devil horns, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. Fair warning, I'm drinking. Oh, are uh, you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I feel bad that I'm not partaking. Mm-hmm. You'll have to hold down the fort this time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so... Oh, by the way, Spencer's wearing a red beanie. That that should be pointed out. I mean, it's June, but sure. It's a good look. Yeah. It's her sleeping hat. Yeah. And Hannah says, maybe we could... Maybe someone could put a fist to that face. Because uh, in this episode, Hannah is going to be playing the role of the annoyed fan who doesn't believe I'm Marlon King when she says we're going to feel bad for Charles. She's like, nope, fuck that. Fuck Charles. Uh, Hannah is just a, a cool flame in this episode. I would say she's a hot flame. I think Arya is the cool flame in this episode. 
Mm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Theory. Mm-hmm. I wish this was live. So this episode just, is strong in the theory. So people could throw out ridiculous hashtags. This is the first time that I watched the show where I actually saw the hashtags on air. Really? You know, I, I actually saw that a couple weeks ago. I was visiting a friend and they had they were slacking off. They hadn't watched a few episodes. They DVR'd them. So I watched one of them with them. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was from the the live broadcast. I watched it in iTunes. So mm-hmm. I'd never seen the, the hashtags before. It's really weird. I don't really understand the point, but whatever. Yeah, they're they're sometimes they're just really not creative. I mean, like, I guess uh, uh, Grand Theft Hannah only comes along once in his life. Hey, or not the father. Yeah, or not the father. Or World War A, which I feel like that was one of the few times for that episode where it was like the hashtag promise something that the show just wasn't there yet i mean i guess i'm old-fashioned but i don't like like looking away from the episode to like tweet something you know yeah. like i don't even like tweeting while i watch the episode and like i'll pause it if i want to tweet something because i don't want to miss anything yeah yeah oh it right. really especially peel up because it's very dense especially as they're you know uh summer answers winding down to the face-to-face i think people could probably tell from listening to this podcast that we watch the episodes very closely yeah yeah, it 12, might surprise you. <laughs> yeah. 12,000 word notes on this episode. So Arya and Allie walk in. They're carrying some coffee cups uh, for all of them. Allie has three in her two hands. Mm. That's not important. <laughs> and Arya says, well, we are officially out of beans. What did we miss? And they hand out the coffee. I think we've got to talk about Arya's shirt here. Do it. It's, uh, it's like a black tank top that has like a bedazzled like snake that goes like up around the back of her neck and down the other side coiled around her neck yeah like eu yeah i don't don't even know what to say about it i mean it's it's so aria but it's so like season six aria like it's just subtle enough it's not totally wild and crazy but it's definitely like weird you know like uh, what do they call that? Like original sin Arya here. I was just gonna say, like this would have been the time to mix it up and give her like little apple earrings. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this like is a, this is an Arya like meta fashion episode. If mm-hmm. ever there was one, I I almost feel like not maybe like intentionally, but like large swaths of this episode was written just for us. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is one of my favorite Arya episodes in a long time. Yeah. Oh, uh, Lucy Howe is so goddamn amazing this episode. She's in every episode, but the bit really focus on her in ways that you don't get from Arya usually. You know what I mean? It's not just her staring at her phone, like wondering if she should call the cops. Mm-hmm. So they pass out the coffee. Hannah just takes hers and sets it down. Her and then crosses her arms. Her whole body language here is just like not feeling it. Like she's she's not happy. Well, the seating arrangement becomes fascinating because you have the three brunettes like on the couch in the middle, <laughs> and then the two blondes on the other sides at odds. Yeah, really. Uh, Spencer's phone beeps and she she checks it and says, Toby says that the highway patrol is setting up checkpoints at all the state borders, which like, like that would do any good. Yeah. I mean, if Charles is someone we've seen before, like for instance, if Charles or Ezra, what's a checkpoint going to do? Yeah. Like, well, hello, also, officer. he's clearly not trying to get away. Mm-hmm. Especially not, I mean, <laughs> it's not like his encounter of Toby and Lorenzo, like spooked him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Arya says, did he say anything else after he accidentally ate half your stash? Arya is a bit puckish here. <laughs> she is, but I feel like she's more annoyed with Toby than Spencer here. As she should be. Yeah, and Spencer says, he's texting me. That's a win. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's that big of a win, Spencer. But she's, I like how she's that blunt about her relationship. It's just like, eh, he's texting me. I'll deal with that shit later. Yeah. And Emily shushes him and turns up the uh, volume on the TV. The news anchor says, Though police have yet to comment officially, inside sources speculate that the former Radley patient could be responsible for the unsolved murder of his mother, Jessica Dillerentis. We see a shot of Jessica on the TV screen, and this really hits Allie hard. Mm-hmm. It's like she just thought for the first time, somehow, that Charles might have been the one who killed her mom. And I think this is a point in the episode where I'm just like screaming at my TV screen, like, how are you just now thinking this? Like, yeah. wouldn't that be obvious and implicit? Well, for me, the shadow hanging over Allison's arc in this particular episode, which I felt, I felt where she was going a couple episodes ago with her and Jason, where they just found out about Charles. Mm-hmm. I felt that, that emotional resonance. Here, I kept thinking like, Allison, who the fuck do you think bonked you over the head of that rock? Exactly. Exactly. It's like, who, who do you think that was? Don't you think? Don't, uh, yeah, well, I, like, if you think he's trying to get close with the family, he was trying to get close with your mom as she was burying your ass alive. <laughs> yeah, so uh, where are we at here? So the news anchor says one of the first responding officers on scene suffered minor injuries in pursuit of the suspect. And they all look at Allie and Ari's just like, did you know about this? Like talking about like the Jessica thing. And Allie's like, no, even though it's like just so obvious. I don't know why she would never thought of it. And Spencer's like, you should probably ask your dad. And says, yeah, like, he'd give a straight answer. Uh, BTW, the cop with the minor injuries is Lorenzo, not Toby and his pride. Yeah. Uh, and they all, Hannah, you know, she's pretty sassy. And all the liars give her this look like, damn, Hannah. Uh, and then on TV, the news anchor, he's talking about, like, adding felony assault, assault charges to the list of, uh, you know, crimes Charles has committed. And Emily says, okay, well, if it is true, it's awful. Allie's mom is practically the only person who visited him, even who even knew that Charles existed. And Hannah says, and he used her to fertilize Spencer's petunias. And Spencer, it's like you knew it's like she wanted to stay out of this, but she can't help correcting the record here. She's like, My mom grows his alias. Yeah. And Spencer Hastings is the the last champion of the truth in any mm-hmm. in any situation. She's just gotta get that in there. It's his yeah. alias. And it's like, whatever. Charles is vicious. We all know that. Now everyone else knows it too. And it's just kind of awkward now. And Allie's just making like sad Allie faces. And she says, we had a birthday cake that day at the arcade when Jason and I met him. Mm-hmm. Charles gave me his frosting. Which is, I mean, clearly a sign of a sick mind. The frosting is like the only reason to eat birthday cake. Or or is it saying that Freddy is like the most selfless fucking being in the whole universe? I guess. Yeah. I can't. I can't relate to that. I can't either. And Ali says, how does that turn into vicious? Oh, and Hannah has has a mega eye roll. Oh, yeah. And then Arya has to cut in and be like, we're done watching, watching this, right? She turns off the TV. Well, because the liars are getting, like, whiplash with the back and forth between Alice and Hannah. Like, just the staring back and forth as they volley their words. And Arya's like, you guys are fighting. I'm going to keep my TV on lockdown right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she says, do you remember anything else? And Ali says, he cried when it was time to leave. So it was the best birthday he ever had. <laughs> that sad bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person they're describing on the news, I mean, I don't even know who that is. No one does. Yeah. And it's like, you played skee-ball once. I wouldn't call that family bonding. Emily, of course, protective Emily has to be like, Hannah? And Spencer says, I think what Hannah's trying to say. <laughs> Hannah knows what Hannah's trying to say. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Zed, it's hard for us to imagine that A is actually your brother. And Han says, no, what's hard to imagine is that you feel even the slightest bit of pity for Charles. Arya's like, a little harsh, Hannah. And Hannah says, he's been out for blood for all of us, and he's come way too close more than once. Well, because Hannah's basically Khaleesi here. She's going she's gonna to have the speech of, like, fire and blood and dragons. Well, Hannah's like, fuck this. Why are we feeling bad for this asshole? He, like, tortured us. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Spencer says, we hear you, but it's unfair to Allie right now. And Hannah says, what are you try- why are you trying to shut me up, Spencer? I'm just saying what you guys are thinking. If you guys are too scared to be honest, then fine. I will do it for you. And they all just like wince. Allie kind of faces it. Or, sorry, Hannah faces Allie directly here and she says, I'm sorry, Allison. I know this must really suck for you, but I'm not going to sit here and help you give A the benefit of the doubt. I hope the police catch him because there's nothing they could do to him that's worse than what he did to us. Mic drop. That was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, she's, she's speaking for all of us and her fury is like righteous and pure, shiny and chrome here. Well, because Hannah, unlike the other... Th- three liars she is lacking this like soft membrane of social bullshit right now well and she's willing to kind of talk about what happened to them the other liars kind of like don't want to mention it right and she's just like no this son of a bitch and what he did to us like fuck him yeah Uh, and yeah uh, ali charles probably tried to kill you Mm. just consider that um heather hogan in her great recap had a a really great summation of like what's wrong with Allie this season at the beginning of a recap Mm. definitely recommend you go read that it's great uh t-swizzle reference in there Mm. um which just makes me think like like are you Allie? maybe you're courtney i mean like did you get conked over the head and forget who you were like why do you care this much about your stupid brother you never cared about jason i wish there was like like multitude of twins i really do well you know like uh did you ever read the this modern world comic strip uh i think like so Tom tomorrow um, oh in salon i remember like through salon right yeah yeah it's a political comic strip anyway in, in over the years in the comic strip there's a little plot line once where sparky the penguin he gets hit over the head by a falling toilet and he becomes like a right-wing blowhard i feel like that's what happened to Allie. it's like a toilet fell out of the sky and landed on her head and now she's like weird soccer mom Allie, and she needs to snap out of it does she need to get bonked over the head again? Maybe she does, yeah. <laughs> and so Hannah just takes off, slams the door, and Allie is just very like nonplussed about this. Emily's, of course, feeling real bad and wincing because she's so protective. And Spencer mm-hmm. just looks like she needs more coffee right now. Yeah. And then we get the credits. Uh, so two things. Isn't it amazing that PLL's never done like the uh, like amnesia storyline? That was in the uh, the Strawberry Patch Lane, I believe. I think oh, okay. I think that was in the um, the Paley Fest interviews they did. I think that came up there. If okay, my memory is that is correct. that is. I, I know. Like, I remember Joseph Doherty telling us that like he's really not a fan of convenient eavesdropping. Um, yeah, well, it's like that's like a line they won't cross. It's like amnesia. So here's a crazy thought. Do you mm-hmm. think the credits will change in the time jump? I am. I've actually been thinking about that. I'm very curious. Um, I guess it'll depend on what, like, if there's a reason to. Hmm. I mean, theoretically, they could have changed it after Allie was alive. Could have. But, I mean, the, the Allison is great. I love Allison. You love Allison. But, really, the show is still about these four girls. That's true. You know, Mona's great. But the whole point is the certain divisions that lie between them, regardless of whatever nefarious mm-hmm. things they may or may not be up to. But, like... Will it be the exact same credits, only like the, the girls all are dressed differently and they have like mom hair? 
Oh, yeah. Can you just picture, like, Arya with, like, a blonde perm? Like, shh. Well, we, we've seen what Arya's going to look like at the yeah. time jump. I mean, no spoilers or anything, but it's it's a good look. There's There's only two things that I know other than, like, casting from social media and that's you know like Arya's hair and one of the parents like new profession mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so right. after the credits were main street rosewood i think this is philly this might be philly that's a good point um like hannah and ashley are getting out of the car and ashley's like uh just could donate her time and money to a lot of causes like i'm sure her husband will be able to explain i hope i can explain um ashley's like starts like feeding the meter and hannah's just like Mom. i like that they gave her something to do there like do something physical during this exposition scene. Well, the phone bit in a few minutes is really weird. It's like they just want to challenge their actors. Well, yeah, yeah. And I, Be I, sure, make sure to pull a quarter out of your purse and put it in the meter. And this, it feels natural. I mean, I know I, I've watched many, like, inside the actor's studio, like Martin Landau, where he talks about, like, your handwork. Mm-hmm. Doing something is always the best for an actor. But, like, Are you sure that wasn't um, Keegan Allen giving that interview about your handwork? I, don't you want to see Keegan Allen on Inside the Actor's Studio? Like sometimes I really wave big, big dramatic gestures. Sometimes I just like my wrists. James Lipton is like, Keegan, can you give us Toby Kavanaugh? I cannot. <laughs> Keegan's just like, no. <laughs> so Hannah says, you know, Mom, I keep telling you, Mrs. De Laurentiis gave money to the Karasimi group to support Charles because his dad abandoned him. Ashley has like a weird outfit on right now. Has a gray she, shoulder pads. She is basically wearing a blouse with her Deep Space Nine uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah like unzipped. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then Ashley says, you know, and you believe this Charles person used money to give you a scholarship? Why? And Hannah says, A gives so the A can take away. That's how he plays the game. Of course, Hannah, like now that everybody knows about A... Like she has to fill them in on the details of like how the A game works and whatnot. Although yeah. I'm guessing that they don't know about stuff like Shauna in New York. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I feel like Arya would be in jail if that were the case. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you just imagine Arya like turning to her parents and be like, "I'm so glad I can tell you guys about that girl that I murdered." You may have heard I killed a girl. <laughs> And so Ashley starts texting and Hannah says, Mr. De Laurentiis did not return your phone calls. He's not at the house. He's not at the Rosewood office. He doesn't want to talk to us. So we should just turn the money over to the, or we should just turn the money over and uh, let him explain it to the police. Mm-hmm. And Ashley says, listen, I know you're feeling unsettled with Charles still at large. I just wish that you you trust that this is the best way to help. It's like the best way to help is to not do anything, I guess. Yeah. Ashley's like, the best way to help is to keep that fucking money. You yeah. don't know what I did for it. Yeah. And Hannah just rolled her eyes. And Ashley says, if you're still feeling this way after we talk to Kenneth, we'll go straight to Lieutenant Tanner. Deal? But Hannah kind of nods reluctantly, and Ashley says, come on, his office is just around the corner. So they walk around the corner, and there's like a big throng of like reporters mobbing the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, like It's like a hotel or something. Yeah, it looks like a hotel to me. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I I think we're supposed to assume that, like, Kenneth just walked in, like, what we yeah, didn't yeah. see him or something. Like somebody walking in, and they're all crowding around. And they're all just like, can you give a statement, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. And Hannah says, well, at least now we know where he's hiding. Let's just so get this over with. Is Breaking News WDLH, is that the station that hotshot reporter Sarah Shepard worked for? Probably, yeah. I don't feel like looking it up, but I'm going to assume so. 
Also, I love it that Freaks was playing on the uh, movie theater banner behind them. So chic. <laughs> so uh, Hannah wants to walk over, but Ashley stops her and she says, wait, if we go over there, they're just going to turn the cameras on you, which is the last thing I want to happen. Uh, we're going to need to find another way to reach him. Is there, I don't know if it's like a legal thing or just like a journalistic, like ethical thing where like they wouldn't put Hannah on camera because she's a minor. I'm not sure about that. I I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, the media these days, they have no ethics, but you know. True, true. But it's like, this is one of those examples where it seems like this teenager is dying to be on the news. <laughs> People keep dying around her. Yeah. Hannah says, well, I don't want this money. It doesn't feel right. And Ashley says, and I don't want you to give up a chance at a future if we can clear this out. Uh, you deserve to be able to go to college. That's all that you've been through. And Hannah kind of looks back at the hotel entrance one last time, reluctant. And Ashley's like, come on. She pulls Hannah away. I wanted like them to cut to like one of those old like 60s Batman show ones where like the, the two of them are just like grappling up the side of the wall. Well, I think the basic message here is that, like, look, like, Ella and Ashley are in this episode. We don't have any room for Kenneth. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I hope I get to be in this episode. Oh, I'm not in the script. Uh, Yeah, well, he's... I'm going thing. to call my agent. <laughs> so at the Rubendo Brew, uh, Ari and Clark are getting some coffee. <laughs> in the background, Ezra is stacking some books on his shelf. At one point, it looks like he smells the book. Did you see that? I did not. Um, it looks like he's either smelling it or like kissing it. <laughs> maybe he just wants to know, you know, how how it feels. Yeah, like this is this is if he's like if I had actually been a successful writer, this is what my book would have mm -hmm. smelled like. Uh, so Clark's like, I just can't imagine facing the person that did that to you. And Ari's like, Well, we didn't actually see him. Things got hairy fast. I just want to point out, Arya's having some coffee. I guess she really needed that extra cup when she was, uh, you know, officially out of beans there. Yeah. Like, she just had coffee at home. Well. Now she's having more coffee. I mean, I feel like if you're really worried about the liars, like, caffeine intake, it's some of the nighttime scenes where they're mm -hmm. drinking, like, giant cups of coffee would I'd be more concerned. Mm. But Arya's like, well, hmm, well, I'm just glad you and your friends are okay. Do you really think you can catch them, though? On your own? So this, of course, piques the interest of the pedo brew proprietor, Ezra, who casts a glance over their way. And Arya's like, to be honest, I don't really know what we were thinking. God, Arya's so good in this episode. Or Lucille's so good. Mark's mm -hmm. like, well, how do you know he was going to be there? On the news, they um haven't said that the guy sent a message or some kind of trap or anything. So Arya's like, she needs to shut this down. Well, because she's, when he starts going in on, like, how did you know? She kind of gets this wary look on her face. Yeah. It's like. You're going to be looking at dudes this way for the rest of your life, are you? Yeah, seriously. Um, also, Ezra continues to have proved that he failed Spencer Spycraft school because he's just... Inching oh, he's so him. obvious. Yeah. He's dropping horribly. And she's like, can we just move on? It was scary. Someone got hurt, but I don't. I, I don't. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sorry. I, I was just concerned. That's all. So, well, so here's where we, I think, we start to get a little suspicious at Clark, for yeah. real. Because he's been like... He's been so like like low key, like maybe he's just being polite, maybe he's shady. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, well, is there something here? Maybe you're like an undercut recover reporter or something like that. Well, you know, I, I think you you keyed onto it in the second Dark Spencer saga. It's a one two punch though. It's like you have your 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 suspicious, sketchy Ezra. Mm -hmm. But it's really when like subconsciously Arya starts to notice it. That you, the viewer, 
mm. really start to let it settle in. I mean, like, obviously, if Ezra, they had some beautiful money shots of his creepy fucking face. And the chickpeas. And the yeah. chickpeas. But, but, like, it's it's when Arya, like, she does excessive eye narrowing or what well, have you. I, to me, I think it's a it's an interesting performance Lucy Hale's doing it because it, it's really interesting to watch the way Arya reacts to him. Like she's she's very nice, she's very polite, but it never seems like she totally trusts him. Mm-hmm. Like she isn't, and she's she's playing it much closer to the vest. Like it's it's like she's willing to be friendly with this guy, but like her guard is up. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an, really interesting. I was thinking about this. We've seen the performances all through the season, like especially with Arya and Hannah, but I think with Spencer and Emily too. Mm-hmm. You'll see them like they they never really smile and like hold the smile like they they haven't had a lot of like super happy moments. It's like they'll they'll have a smile like come onto their face and then it just kind of dies and that's kind of like the aftermath of their trauma. Right, is that they're they're not as happy as they used to be, and you can really see it with Arya and Hannah especially where it's like they're briefly happy and then it just kind of like disappears from their face. It's like those home movies from the Soul Room. That shit's on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this episode, from a dialogue standpoint, though, like Arya has very few scenes of all of the liars. It's like her dialogue is less constrained by other people. It's like mm-hmm. she's just talking a lot, and I love it. Like I, it's such a fascinating peek into the Arya character. Um, yeah, it's, it's neat to watch her interact with Clark. I, I don't think she trusts him. I mean, that's my read. I don't think she. But I don't fully think she's necessarily aware him. of it. Yeah. I don't think she fully distrusts him, but I think this is just, this is like the new Arya where like she's not going to be as kind of innocent or, or naive or, you know, kind of willing to give people the benefit of the doubt that she used to. Yeah. I wonder if like we'll get like a time jump scene of like Arya, a new boyfriend, and mm-hmm. he's just like, Arya, you never let me in. And she's like, and I'm Arya, bitch. Get over it. Um, so yeah, Clark picks up one of those postcards well, advertising time to change the subject. Yeah. The Cardio Fellowship Art Show. And Clark's like, uh, they, um, use one of your photos to advertise. I guess that means that you're, they're into your work. And Ari's like, yeah, I'm guessing this is the closest I'm going to get to see one of my photos on an actual gallery wall. Clark's the photo, like, of course, is, uh, one of those dolls, like in a cage with bound, uh, uh, hands with twine there, of course. As you do. And Clark's like, well, I figured since you weren't going to be there tonight, you would at least want to see this. And she's like, well, thanks for bringing me one. Yeah. Oh, and good luck tonight. Well, he does this when he hands her. He does this really weird, like exaggerated, like chivalrous gesture. Yeah. And she kind of like forces this smile. Just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for bringing me one. Um. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, yeah, have fun. He's like, all right, I will. They, he smiles, leaves. The extension buys. The angle changes as Clark leaves, leaving Arya basically at the mercy of Ezra. He like well, starts Ezra does this, over. He does this great move where as Clark walks by, he's kind of like his head is down, but his eyes are kind of like up and following Clark as he goes. Mm-hmm. And he, he like he keeps his head tilted down as he like turns around and like faces Arya. It's such a like a like I'm watching you, buddy. Look. Yeah. Yeah. So exaggerated. It's like. Is this what you think being subtle or inconspicuous is, Ezra? Yeah. So he sidles over, picks up Clark's cup, and he's like, is that Clark? I was hoping I'd get a chance to meet Wait, him. But he doesn't just pick up Clark's cup. He picks it up, and then he, like, and he, he, as he picks it up, he makes eye contact with Arya. Like, this weird, like, like, hello there. You know, it's like this very forced, like, casualness. And he turns around, as Arya just, like, looks at him like, oh... And he's, it's like, oh, Ezra's just going to walk away now. But, oh, he just thought of something. Like, not like he was going to say this the whole time. He's like, oh, was that Clark? Mm-hmm. Like, bullshit, Astral. You know it was Clark. Well, like, and I love the way she's, like, just playing with the postcard. Mm-hmm. And, like, holding it around her mouth, using her powers on Ezra. And she's like, 
is that why you were eavesdropping? Oh, yes. Wow. It's self-aware Arya. It's and great. Ezra's like, you just met the guy. He sure was asking a lot of questions. Pot, meat, kettle. Mm-hmm. And Arya's like, oh, he's just worried about me. No need to be suspicious. Basically saying, take it down a notch, Ezra. And Ezra's like, honestly, I'm suspicious of everyone these days. It's oh, great wow. how you're making it all about you, Ezra. Oh, and Arya's the one in constant danger. He does it so hard in this episode. And she's like, well, Clark is not some blue-eyed blonde dealer and his boy. Relax. As it's like whistling in the graveyard. You all could have gotten hurt. Rushing in to confront Charles like that, I'll relax when he's in custody. Um, so Ezra's gonna take a break from what passes for macho protective bullshit. For him well, to give her a lecture from well, up can, on high. It's like he can see Arya deciding, like she just she takes a big breath. She's not gonna like just like go for the bullshit here. It's like she's really showing a lot of like grace and patience. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe that's because she's cold and dead inside. But I feel like like we're eventually headed for like an Arya eruption here. Well, or, no, like she fi- she's finally going to tear a- Ezra like the new asshole to end all new assholes eventually. But this is terrible as their relationship is. This scene is one of the reasons why these two personalities work. It's because Arya is going to take the focus off of Ezra where he tried to steal it and put it back where it belongs, as always, on herself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know we screwed up. Maybe we'd call the cops earlier. So Ezra takes us an invite to sit down. He's like, Look, you had a chance to corner Charles and you took it. I mean, I don't like it, but I get it. And she's like, I wish my mom would get it. Well, it's funny how Ezra, he was just like, Oh, Clark, shady bro, asking you all about Charles. But then he basically just slides right in and is like, I'm not going to ask you about Charles so much as say things to encourage you to talk about him. Well, I'm going to. Somehow this is totally different. I'm going to tell you how you fucked up, and then I'm going to tell you that I, I support you. Yeah, nobody asked for your opinion, Ezra. Yeah, so uh, he sits down, and she he's like, uh, she still doesn't want you to go to the gallery open tonight? Yeah, because Arya wishes her mom would get it. Yeah, and she's like, uh, we're going to Mike's sports banquet. She convinced my dad it's better we stay close to home. Sports banquet. And Ezra's like, uh, you work so hard to get this place. There's, there's got to be something that we can say or do. Mm. I, I could offer to be your um, personal bodyguard. That would help. Arya chokes on her coffee at this point. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're going to protect me? No, thanks. Pretty sure yeah. Emily can beat you at arm wrestling. Yeah. So she's like, maybe you should talk to Han- Tanner. Uh, there's been cops posted outside the house for weeks. Maybe if a car follows down there. That is an excellent idea you just gave me. And Arya's- Ezra. Oh, I, you know, well, she's so kind. Like, like Arya, like he was fishing for a date, but Arya totally manipulates him into thinking like, I'm going to just roll right over that creepiness where you wanted to be my bodyguard, and I'm going to pretend you're suggesting what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said two people fighting for the perspective mm-hmm. is why this relationship works. That and when they're, you know, shoving food in each other's mouths. Oh, yeah. And, and this but, was, <laughs> can you do his moment here? It's so good. Uh, trying to mentally recall my Ezra voice. He's like, ooh, me? No, I just sell books. He's so magnanimous. No, no, no. It's I just sell books and coffee. And coffee. Because, yeah, I just sell books and coffee. He, like, he gets up and it's like he's, like, tipping in an invisible fedora to her yeah. as he says that. Uh, and then he goes back to work and Arya just starts, like, rubbing her hands together, like, scheming. Well, he's he's trying to leave on a high note with his squirrely charm. But what the perfect I just sell Hell's, books and coffee. What's, what's so great about Lucy Hell's like, performance, especially in this scene, is that she doesn't even notice that no, she's, she's riding out on high. She's like, thinking no about score. something. She's thinking about like talking to Tanner and her mom now. It's like she didn't even notice he left. Ezra might as well be like an, like an imaginary character in her brain for half <laughs> this. Yeah. So meanwhile, in Lorenzo's new apartment, which is basically Caleb's apartment, like... Are they neighbors in the same building? 
I wonder. Like, does Lorenzo like knock on the door next door and be like, "Hey, uh, is your toilet not working either?" And Caleb's like, "Here's a bag. Get used to it. Live and learn, Lorenzo." Just by the way, morning, if my Grand Theft Auto is too loud. Let me know. Every morning, the neighbors are all just taking their bags of poop down to the dumpster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Lorenzo's in uh, like t-shirt and sweats here. He's got his arm in a sling. I guess when you get blown up by a bunch of baseballs like Willem Dafoe and Platoon here, uh, your arm gets broken <laughs> or something. I mean, seriously, I don't know if we highlighted enough how like that dude just went down like he'd been hit by like a hundred rounds from a machine gun or something. Well, to me, there was something about the way they handled it where it looked even more pathetic when the other three liars had to run up to him and be like, Lorenzo, are you OK? And he's just like, oh. I was um, that thing doing like sixty-five mile an hour pitches. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so Allison's like unpacking like a pedo picnic basket here on the counter, and Lorenzo's like, "You can fix up your friends, Allie." Well, she's got like some muffins and some cookies, oh, like a bunch tasty. of stuff in Tupperware. It looks tasty. Yeah. It, maybe uh, I'm just hungry. Yeah, maybe you are. This this whole like soccer mom thing. It's like what the hell? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like Allison. It's like the last temptation of Allison De Laurentiis. Like she's forgotten who she is. Yeah. Um, Got hit on the head by a flying toilet. She's like, they don't get it. And my dad. I thought I was doing the right thing, calling the police and drugging him. <laughs> Charles threatened him, and now he's treating me like I'm the threat. Which I wonder, like, if they're trolling us. And Allison really is like the big bad. But Lorenzo's like, I've seen him when he's upset. I don't like the sound of that. Oh, you're so lame, Lorenzo. Like this whole like, let me be the wedge between you and your dad thing kind of gross when you're like what 22 ish at least except that it's one year later what really is the difference between this relationship and like ezria you know well there there isn't much of one which i think is why it's creepy yeah i mean there there isn't the student teacher thing so you i I guess you can at least say that but Mm. yeah now he says no he's just shutting me out ever since that night at the arcade the only person he's opening up to you about Charles is Tanner. So how long has it been? Because I, I was trying to figure out in this episode, like, is like a week past? Is it just a day? I don't think we've gotten anything saying. It seems like it's just like maybe a couple days. Yeah. But also, can I throw this scary thought out there? Sure. Tanner, Kenneth, OTP. Yeah. I hope what? you know that I'm widowed. What do you like, hate Tanner? <laughs> You're right. I wouldn't wish that on her at all. Yeah, Lorenzo says, uh, you know, she just needs to know who she's dealing with, Tanner, that is. And Allie says, don't I deserve to know that too? And she makes some big old sad eyes for Lorenzo, and he sighs, and he says, it must be hard. Knowing the person responsible for all this is your brother. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I, you know, I'm I'm not a huge family person myself, but, like, if you never met the person, it's like, eh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Especially the rest of your family, Psycho. Maybe that's why she like, wants to latch on to Charles. We can get, get more into that later. Yeah. Um, but she kind of watches him for B. And then it's like she switches tactics here. And she says, I just hate that you got hurt. With a ball machine. Yeah. <laughs> with, with flying balls. Willem Dafoe and Platoon. I mean, with just picture balls. that image. That's what he looks like getting hit by flying baseballs. With with flying balls. There goes your social <laughs> life. Um, there's been a, a copious amount of Willem Dafoe references so far. Uh, so he's like, hey, your friends could have gotten hurt too. I just wish I could have stopped him, made him answer for what he's done. And she's like, you tried. You were doing your job. And uh, he's like, well, now that everything's out of the open, I have a more personal stake in the outcome. 
I got a buddy on Tanner's team. Oh, I just I'll barfed. make a call. So when he says he has a more personal stake and everything's out in the open, does this mean that like Tanner knows that he's dating Allie now? That's what I took out of it. I feel like Tanner. But I would... guess you could also say because the world is aware of Charles De Laurentiis. It could be read both ways, maybe. Well, I, I, I feel like Tanner would lose her shit if she found out her other new cop is dating one of the liars. She'd just yeah. be like, are you fucking kidding me? What is with you people? She just like marches in the squad room. Can I get can I get some hands raised? Who here is not fucking a high school student? Wow. Room full of pockets. Only Barry's raising his hand. Mm-hmm. Only Barry. Barry, can I give you another promotion? Also, is Barry the guy on the team? Oh, the buddy? I mean, I don't know. Who's seen... calling? I feel like Barry wouldn't uh, give this dude any information. He doesn't know him. Here's the scene I want. Lorenzo picks up the phone. He calls Barry. He's like, hey, hey, buddy, I was wondering if you'd give me a tip. And Barry's like, don't ever call me again, Calderon. Yeah, and then, here's like, a hangs up, Hangs up. And then like Lorenzo does that thing with the dial tone going. And he's just like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks for all that info. Yeah, it's a good scoop. Yeah. Yeah, so Lorenzo offers to make a call. And Allie's like, oh, you don't have to do that. And he says, I've got one good arm. I'll use it to dial and then jerk off. And so she walks around the kitchen table and she sets a little like Tupperware Tupperware container of soup down. And she says, after you eat your soup, all the healing power goes away when you reheat homemade soup in the microwave. So and he's just charmed as fuck by this. When did Allie learn how to make soup on the run? Like, were you doing a lot of slow cooking (laughs) on the run? She she just turns. You to, had your crock pot, that, like just, like the weird hovel you were hiding out in. She just turns to Hank Mahoney, and she's like, "Oh, look at that crock pot recipes in this magazine we've been using as toilet paper." And Lorenzo's just like, "You made me soup," and Allie says, "I made you soup. I couldn't think of a better way to say thank you for what? What are you thanking this asshole for? He knew anything. He let A get away." Well, a I had guess, a, a, he guess, had a gun. A had a like pitching machine. I guess you could say he didn't get high and shit himself on the floor of that arcade. To be fair, Toby didn't know he was getting high. Lorenzo was fully sober. <laughs> didn't do shit. So Lorenzo, he says, I can. He kisses her and Ali smiles. She's like, you're welcome. And I'm just like, oh, please let this be an act. This is, this is what happened, Ali. What happened to you? She, she was it. Was being in prison that bad? Well, I mean, as usual, Sasha Peters is great because she plays Allison so enigmatic. Mm-hmm. Like you could really see her one way and be disappointed in, in how Allison's acting, and then find, and then like the writers have like such like license to like make it all you know a sham. She was playing like three episodes later, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. I feel like like season five A Allison was so duplicitous and wonderful. Mm-hmm. playing yeah, every, every different way and it's like it's so the polar opposite she's so vanilla this season yeah so we're gonna cut to Hastings house here a uh, shot of spencer's laptop with that sticker on it i feel like it's been a while since we've seen this laptop yeah. um you'd think she would have upgraded it's been like over a year since she had it mm-hmm. um anyway hannah's ranting and raving pacing in the background and spencer's like working the computer this is i think the true detective season two we were all hoping we were going to get and hannah says she won't even go to the police until she talks to mr d isn't that like withholding evidence or obstruction of justice or something spencer says no your mom's hardly violating the omnibus clause and Hannah's like the what clause you know what i don't even care the point is i object 
And Spencer does this kind of like funny little like eyebrow raise and like frown at, at Hannah, like, bitch, who are you objecting to? Yeah. And Hannah's like, the cops could have used that check to trace a scholarship right into A's wallet. The hashtag here at BTW was PLL, follow the money. Hmm. Spencer says, look, we don't need forensic accounting in Hannah, but we need to figure out if this person signing those checks is actually Charles De Laurentiis. So she gets back on her laptop. She's got the Karasimi Group webpage open for their summer internship program. The key to unlocking your future. <laughs> Hannah says, so you were going to intern at the Karasimi Group? Spencer says, it's an idea. The application deadline is uh, two weeks ago. I like that that was like a fail there. Yeah. It's like their latest scheme to like, you know, be an intern. It's like, nope, that's not going to work. Yeah, I love it. I love that moment. Yeah, and Hannah's like, yeah, and they only give internships for college credit. We haven't even graduated high school yet. You know, I've always wondered about college credit. Is that like when you show for class and they give you some money back? Because I could really be into that. And so she's like, no, Hannah, college credit is what if we give the money back? We close your college account. We bring the scholarship back ourselves. If you want to get inside the Kerasimi group, that money lets us right in the front door. And they, they like frenzy of fingers doing some fake website paging. <laughs> well, this is just the kind of like cockamamie scheme that Spencer like built her legend on right now. See, I, I you know, we talk about like uh, the true detective that we hope for, like true detective season three, or whatever. Like, I feel like time jump coming up. There's a potential that we're looking at here. Uh, like, Starsky and Hutch. No, I was going to say Woodward Bernstein, all the president's men PLO. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the fun thing about Hannah and Spencer is that uh, they're at least cannons, but they get results. They don't exactly play by the rules. Oh, tell me you don't want Spencer in her X-Men trench coat in a parking garage at 4 a.m. with like Hal Holbrook, like smoking a cigarette in the shadows and like telling her to follow the money. All I'm saying is Spencer, number one, she doesn't wait for the warrant and she doesn't get the second source. She just runs with it. So they're Am I wrong? And reporters. Whatever. Either way. Like Spencer's, she's not like ver- backing up and verifying her hunches. She just goes with it. Huh. Maybe she learned something in the, in the time jump. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. We're going to cut to Arya's house here. Um, she's, we see these four photos of like weird, creepy dolls that she's laid out. Is she showing off her artwork to Tanner? This seems like, fascinating. It's like, she needs to ask Tanner for protection, but she'd also like to get Tanner's opinion on her work here. And Tanner is going to give it to her. Like, Arya's like, I had a hard time choosing, but these are the ones I picked for the gallery tonight. Tanner's expecting him. And she's like, you have an eye for detail, Arya. Every one of these pictures is so declarative, succinct. Well, and when Arya she kinda... says that, she says it like an accusation. She's looking right at Arya. Well, the way I... Roma Mafia plays Tanner is so amazing because it's so... And I say animatic, but like she's playing on such a variety of levels. But Arya's like, finally, the high praise I deserve. Well, I just remember when I was watching this, like painting across these creepy ass photos, I'm thinking, like, Tanner's about to arrest Arya, right? <laughs> like, Tanner's like, I don't know what you're guilty of, but you must be guilty of something aside yeah. from bad fashion. Uh, oh, we should mention that Ella's like just chilling in the background here. Yeah, disapprovingly. And so Tanner turns to Ella and she says, Arya tells me you have concerns about her attendance tonight, that she's up for an award. And Ella comes forward and she's like, uh, yeah, well, with everything going on lately, I just thought. And Tanner's like, I would be more than happy to have officers stationed on site. We can even put them in unmarked cars if you don't want undue attention. And I was like, thank you, but Arya, you know we've already committed to Mike's. And Arya's like, I already talked to Mike and Dad. They're okay with it if you are. Fuck can your you sports be- banquet, Mike. 
Yeah. Can you be okay with it? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I sprung this all on you, but this isn't like a display case in my school. This is my work in a real art gallery. Mom, you worked at a gallery back when you had a career. You know how important this is. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tanner's rolling her eyes in the background. Yeah, Ella's like, I know, honey. And then she turns to Tanner and she's like, are you sure? Tanner's like, I wouldn't agree with it. And I thought there was risk involved. We're moving towards a resolution, Mrs. Montgomery. Things won't always be like this. You know, that's. I feel like Ella's just thinking like, mm, bullshit. Because well, like, we're moving towards a resolution is totally like the most weaselly way you could possibly say it. I like that the, the it's like the characters can smell the narrative winds blowing towards a, a mid-season finale. But like really all they've gotten is a name. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's no real clues so far yeah. leading Ta- to like a Tanner's like really eager to like work this gallery. Does she just want overtime? I mean Well, I feel like I feel like she's intentionally setting up a trap, right? Did she move to Rosewood? Like she's been there for a while. I know we've had this debate before. Yeah, I know. Like, her and Holbrook. Holbrook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still Holbrook curious. sure moved in, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I was going to do the voice, but then I just couldn't. <laughs> we need to bring that back somewhere. I need to hear it. I can't do it unless I I would it. love if there was like a twist in like two episodes where Holbrook is like deep undercover or like he's the profiler or something ridiculous. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, anyway, Ella says she's just trying to look out for Arya, and Arya says, I know. Tanner says, take some time to think about it. If you decide to go, I will make sure that we have enough manpower there to keep you all safe. And we kind of get the slow push in on Arya and Ella as Ella's considering this, and you can tell Ella isn't really thrilled, but she's kind of been outmaneuvered here by Arya. Yeah. So then we get a little interlude. We're going to cut to the art gallery. Mm-hmm. It's an overhead shot. We see some kind of uh, event people just like setting up the sign for the Cardio Art Fellowship. And, you know, like, setting up like food tables and stuff. Yeah. Caterers you know, are there. The yeah. usual bullshit event planning type stuff. And then we kind of pull out and we see we're watching this on a video camera, a desaturated video there on a display. And we keep pulling out. We see that the A here, Black Hoodie, is watching using his computer to kind of move the camera around. And then we hear like a buzz from nearby. And there's these two like like red switches on these metal boxes in front of the keyboard. Mm-hmm. A reaches out and hits one. And that makes another buzz. It's like he's buzzing someone in. Mm-hmm. We hear a door unlock and the door opens. And then we get the kind of like this like wider shot of A sitting at, in a chair at this desk. And there's like another chair to the right side of him with another kind of desk and display there. And then fucking Redcoat walks into the frame and mm-hmm. sits down in the other chair. And this is where people go crazy. Mm-hmm. Where have you been, Redcoat? Yeah. And, I mean, it's you have to wonder, like, we haven't seen Redcoat in a while. It doesn't necessarily mean that Redcoat hasn't been operational. Well, it was like, so people are going back and they're trying to run through their minds, like, who's who? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Allison was red coat at one point. Cece was red coat at one point, but were either one of them? Well, they both kind of claimed, you know, Allie claimed that neither of them was like the true red coat, basically. Yeah, because presumably neither one of them was there when Bethany Young's body was being dug up by Mona. That was somebody else. Mm-hmm. We don't know who, like, that one shot where uh, Hannah's in the house, the dude in the house by herself, and red coat's like walking through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, this this moment is this moment is glorious. Just yeah. like Redcoat showing up, and then we finally see Redcoat and a black hoodie together. Um, no blonde hair. This red coat seems a little taller than Black Hoodie, and definitely seems feminine. I mean, who knows? It definitely, definitely seems feminine. Yeah, um, yeah. No blonde hair, no like overt blonde hair. But it's kind of funny is that the overt blonde hair was like a red coat thing, along with like the fake Allison mask. But mm-hmm. like you know, obviously when whoever in the balaclava showed up to like take care of Mona, uh, and midway through season five, they had the overabundance of fake blonde hair. Mm-hmm. We should mention the lair here. Um, it looks like these very kind of spare, like wooden walls surrounding them, mm-hmm. like a single light bulb hanging down, and like a concrete floor and a red rug. Like whatever this place is, it's not too decked out like a normal A lair. Do you feel like we should have inferred something from the fact that there were the two buttons? I do wonder about those buttons and what they mean. There's two buttons. One of them opens a door. Mm-hmm. I don't, like what does the other button do? So Curious. after the commercial, uh, we're in Ari's bedroom. She's holding up two dresses for Emily for her to well, help so, her from. Just briefly interject here. The way that interlude happened, theoretically, could have been one of the liars. You know, we don't. it's like in an indeterminate time where seemingly it could have been anyone. Because it, it wasn't like we were like intercutting between this and another scene. Right. It, it could be one of the liars. It could be anyone as Redcoat there or A. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then back to Ari's room. She's holding up some dresses for Emily. And Emily's like, I like the one on the left, um, which is an interesting play on perspective because Emily and Arya have different versions. Anyways, uh, seemingly oh, Emily has. Can we pick- also point out that Arya is wearing black and Emily's wearing red right after that scene with the black hoodie and red coat? Yeah. Seemingly Emily has picked the black and white film noir version of a picnic table dress. And Arya's like, yeah, but it doesn't scream downtown art scene. <laughs> hey, there's a jacket to the right in the back and emily's like the one with the skulls and harry's like am i that predictable and i spit my drink onto the floor of my apartment <laughs> that's so aria this whole scene just feels like the writers are joking about her fashion I, I yes and no i feel like they're also like reaching out from their tvs and high-fiving us mm-hmm. um so Emily goes to the closet and aria's like did you text spencer and hannah and Emily's like yeah since i'm your assistant they said they'll meet us at the gallery and aria's like well what about ali and emily's like i have heard Ari's like, well, I don't blame her. Emily finds like a garment bag hanging there and she's like, what's this? So Arya comes over to like push that away because it's, you know, like her red coat or her black hoodie. And she's like, oh, that is not for tonight. That's for prom. I found it in a vintage store a couple months ago. You know that feeling when the perfect dress just speaks to you? I really like the the look Emily gives Arya when she says prom. Like Emily's just like, oh, of course you're thinking about prom in a time like this. You monster, yeah. Mm-hmm. Emily's like, yeah, I think your wardrobe speaks a lot louder than mine. Shade. The sickest burn. <laughs> Emily's like, can I take a peek? And she tries to take the garment bag off the rack, and like Arya shuts her down. She's like, no, no looky-loos. And Emily just kind of smirks and puts it back, and Arya says, I added my own spin to match the fairy tale theme. Just want it to be a surprise. Emily says, I get it. It took two fittings to get my dress right. Just hope we all get to wear them. My mom says that Hackett's just appeasing a vocal minority, but Arya kind of frowns, like, huh? And Emily says, your mom got the email, right? And Arya says, the memo about side boob and backless gowns? They send that out every year. LOL. Uh, I just like so- to imagine Hackett typing out a memo with the words side boob in it. <laughs> no side face. boobs. <laughs> Seriously, did no one get my email last year about no side boobs? 
Um, I know that we've all seen like the, the the prom photos from like the the promo episodes for like the next two episodes, but I really wish that with the fairy tale theme of all this, that Arya's dress was just like a big bad wolf costume. <laughs> Arya's dress is in many ways incredibly predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Emily, like, she's like. No, this is this was sent just to our parents. I guess the school board is debating whether it's safe for us to go to prom. And I was like, how can they tell us we can't go to our own prom? And then I says, people well, have like has this like war face on now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like people express safety concerns according to Hackett. And I was like, because of what happened at the arcade, because of Charles. And I was like, we'll fight it. I mean, after everything we've been through, we deserve to go. We can all kick in for a limo. We'll have dinner at Carlos. They've got that really cute patio with the twinkle lights. And Arya's like, my dress was kind of made for twinkle lights. Well, Emily has this big old smile on her face. It's like briefly like she seems like a normal teenage girl again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Brian Holdman, like, I feel like he's the food expert on the writing stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more about Carlos. I guess I need to add it to the map. Yeah. Like, is yeah. Carlos nicer than Reeve Ghosh? What's the situation there? That's what I'm wondering here. Is it just like the new hot place with the twinkle lights? I don't know. Reeve Gauche seemed like it's where you would go on a swanky date if you were two people who had like deep, dark secrets. Carlos, I don't know. It sounds like, you know, teenagers would go there right before prom. I guess. I mean, it's I. my wonder is, is it like a super fancy like Italian place or... I mean, I guess it kind of sounds like one. It's just Sloppy Joe's. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Arya says, okay, so if we do this, will you be my prom buddy? <laughs> Two single ladies. We can buy each other those giant corsages and just go out and have stupid fun. And Emily kind of, she sees what Arya's asking. She kind of looks down, like kind of regretful, doesn't want to make eye contact. And Arya says, oh, and I'll even throw in a couple slow dances. You can lead. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. And our Emily says, uh, um, I think I might want to slow dance with somebody else. And Arya's like, who? Emily doesn't say anything. And Arya, she doesn't seem mad or anything. She's just kind of curious. And Arya's just like, Sarah? Ooh, Emily shit. blushes like, <laughs> Arya ain't blind, Emily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all know. Everyone knows, Emily. Dogs know you yeah. have a thing for Sarah. I was laughing there because I was just picturing, what if there was like an after credit scene for like 610? After Charles has been caught and prom is over and all that stuff. And it's just the liars and that, that end scene from the first Avengers movie where there's like a shawarma eating silently. Exhausted. Or slow dancing. Just exhausted from like their, their battles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we cut to the office of some guy in charge at the we Cut to the group. office of Reese Matthews. The secretary opens the door to let Hannah and Spencer in and she says, you know, Mr. Matthews is on a call. It could be a while. Are you sure I'm going to take your number? And Hannah's like, we'll wait. Thanks. Uh, um, can I get a bubbly water, please? Bubbly water. And Spencer's like, she looks over and she's like, she's fine. Don't. And she's like, waves her hand away. Don't, don't even worry about that. Like, just waves the receptionist off. I want to point out the chairs in this office are the same chairs that were in the A layer. Maybe that's just because they use these same chairs everywhere. I think somebody pointed out on Twitter that Ezra in his, uh, his A layer also had these same chairs. And is, is like weird fake cabin there. So maybe this is just like they use these chairs a lot. Or maybe it means something. Who knows? Hmm. So anyway, Spencer waves the receptionist off and she leaves and shuts the door. And Hannah's like, that was really rude. Spencer says, I want to find something that leaks this place at Charles. I don't want her bursting back in here with bubbles. 
Hannah's like, I wasn't actually thirsty, Spencer. I was just trying to make us look normal. Act normal, bitches. Yeah. Spencer just glares at her and starts sneaking around. Hannah goes and looks in a mirror. Spencer is shaking up a magic eight ball. Mm. I would yeah, love to know. We what... saw a magic eight ball once before. Uh, one of A's little uh, messages to them. I really wish that we'd seen what the message was here. Uh, so Hannah, I like to think that Hannah stayed up late last night watching like Copos the conversation because she suddenly freaks out and she's like, "We stopped touching things," and so just like, "What?" And Hannah like ex- like animatedly like gestures to the mirror behind her, and so just like Hannah, that's not a. So Hannah like rushes over to the desk. She starts like writing something down on a notepad, which I'm sorry made me think of that scene from Big Lebowski. <laughs> sketching, sketching out a. Yeah, a little yeah, roughing yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hannah then like shows her note to Spencer. It says two way glass, cameras in the hall, listening. I feel like this is almost like a joke on like Detective Hannah this season. Like maybe she's gone a little bit overboard. Well, it's also too little, too late, ladies, because like the cameras and the the listening devices would be like in your own homes. Yeah, really. Um. So so she's like, okay, I think you're being a little bit paranoid. So Hannah starts like crinkling up the paper and making noise and moving around the room as if she's like fucking up all these listening devices. Yeah, she's like laying down white noise. <laughs> so Spencer's like, Hannah, what are you doing? What are you? And Hannah's like, shh, because Hannah Marin is just one continuous feedback loop of awesome. But just like, stop. Nobody's listening to us. Okay, they can't hear us, even if they could. So Hannah throws the paper at her. And Spencer's like, would you stop? You're ridiculous. Well, so, Spencer also ducks and the paper goes flying over her head. Yeah, so as the door opens, the slickest piece of sleaze and the suit walks in. This is Reese Matthews. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and you have terrible aim. There's a recycling bin next to the credenza. This fucking bro. It's like Jason and Ren fucked and had a kid. Yeah. Get and him. as people have, many people made the joke, and that kid was also had like a splash of dna from christian gray yeah he's got like the british accent he's got a waistcoat on is it a british accent well we'll talk about that in a bit like where the hell did abc family find this dude well this guy is like a perfect troll casting job he looks like jason and ren like it's just like he's like they're making fun of us by casting this guy oh yeah they're definitely i feel like they're it's brilliant because there's, you know, there's puzzle pieces that we're starting to slowly put together two episodes before this ends. And, like, the writers have just grabbed, like, five other different puzzles and, like, thrown the pieces mm-hmm. on top of you. And they all involve, like, possibly twins. This guy is dressed like the mentalist. He uh, takes, like, a, the pad that Spencer has in her hand. Or she's, like, uh, like, she's flustered. And he walks up to her and she's like, hi, you must be Reese Matthews. He takes the pad from her and he's like, you wouldn't mind letting me borrow that, would you? I might want to take some notes. And Spencer is so off her game and, like, impressed by it that it's almost like, you know, for the first time in her life, she might want to, like, fuck Jason. And he's like, she's like, yeah. He's like, thanks. Now how can I help you? And he sets the pad down, puts his hands in his pockets. Like, Well, there's definitely, like, a threatening, like, standoffish vibe to this guy. Like, Like, he doesn't really have a sense of humor like he seems kind of cold and like he might hate these people well it's like there's a yeah there's like a, a, an annoyed aristocracy about him or mm-hmm. aristocracy about him he's got this great power move where he disarms these two like forces of nature and it's like for a moment there it's like canon Spencer just have to pause and that that on its own is impressive um oh, we should point out this guy's name is reese matthews um that's r-h-y-s not r-e-e-c-e like so he's like fully british here or r-e-e-s-e R-E-S-E? R-E-E-S-E. Okay. 
So most people it's about reselling. Yeah, this fucking guy. I don't know where they found him. It's just like they're just like fucking with everyone's Ren is A theories right now. They're just like, ha ha ha, what do you think now? Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna go back to Lorenzo's apartment. He hangs up his phone. He says, "I mean, his his name might as well be." Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner's been recording your meetings with your father. Mally says, "Like an interrogation." Lorenzo says, "No. Looks like he's cooperating. He hasn't even involved his attorney." You mean Amy from Futurama? Yeah, that just sounds like Ken's trying really hard to seem innocent. And Allie says, what was she asking him? And he says, the tapes and, tan- tra- tapes and transcripts are off limits, to me at least. I can't ask my guy to stick his neck out. Lorenzo. Perry Maple's just like, I'm not sticking my neck out, asshole. Lorenzo, I cannot stick my neck out. I'm still high. <laughs> and Allie's just like, sure, I get it. And he says, there is more. Tanner's called in a profiler. Allie says, so my father is definitely talking to her about Charles, and he nods, and he's like, what else can he tell her? Charles was a kid, he needed help. And dude says, Lorenzo, or I'm sorry, the profiler fills in the blanks. They want to figure out who he's become. First they have to know how and why. And then like a timer beeps on his phone, and he checks it, and he's just like, would you grab me some water, please? And Allie says, bar's over there. (laughs) <laughs> if only, if only, get your own fucking water. Uh, but instead, she's like, sure. That's Knox Harrington, the video artist. Mm-hmm. Front of the cleft asshole. Why does he, like, get your own water? Like, she's like three feet closer. Well, because he's gonna trying make to her... turn her into, like, his fucking housewife, though. Yeah. So Allie says, sure. She goes over to the fridge. He's clearing some dishes. And while he, like, pulls out a bottle of pills, and he says, uh, you should probably get out of here for a little while, little bit. Uh, these things are going to have me knocked out for a while. No sense in you hanging around watching me drool in my sleep. She comes back and gives him a bottle of water smirking. It's like, dude, it's no fun when you roof it yourself, Lorenzo. <laughs> I says, uh, you know, clear head, there's a spare key. And Allie's like, well, I'll do some dishes first. Maybe put in a little laundry. Really, I don't mind staying. I mean, this is just like, like you can't leave when like, your cop boyfriend's about to get zonked out. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Arya's bedroom, Arya's bed, got a great shot, like looking down and Arya and Emily, like laying side by side, talking. It's like girl it's like stuff. A, well, it's like a reminder that these are teenage girls, you know, mm-hmm. getting to enjoy their friendship here. For once, Emily's love life gets to be the subject of conversation with Arya. And Arya's like, was this the first time you two kissed? And Emily's like, yes. And Arya's like, wait, does Sarah doesn't know about the tracking chips, does she? And Emily says, well, I didn't feel one on her neck, so I figured I shouldn't tell her. Yeah, keep her in the dark. She won't mind. She's used to it. <laughs> Ari's like, have you asked her yet to prom? And Emily's like, I'm not really sure how to. I mean, I know she wants more, but we haven't really hung out like that. And prom is kind of loaded for a first day. And Ari's like, well, we can make it a group thing, like you said. Emily nods, approving. And Ari's like, but Sarah was down there for so long. Has she been to a high school dance? Has she even had a first date yet? And Emily's like, probably not. Um, Don't worry. Well, yeah, we'll take she- it slow. Has she had a first date yet? Does she even know what music is, Emily? Has she gotten to that? <laughs> has she gotten to that point where she stopped like tr- like climbing trees? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I was like, "Well, good, and we'll all make sure she has an amazing time." I promise. And Emily, of course, has, the, has taken the bait to turn it back to Arya. Well, Arya gives her this little like head tilt smile. I feel like the like, dreams of Emria are like dying in her eyes right now. Yeah, but she's she's approved of this this coupling, this courtship. Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, 
And you're okay with going solo? I mean, it's not 1912. You can ask the guy. And Arya, like, she looks so content to be the subject conversation again. And she's like, I'm sure that Caleb and Toby will throw me a bone. Arya, here is a bone. Catch it. I'm going to tear up the fucking dance floor, dude. Check it out. (laughs) You always got to make room for Toby. Cabbage Patch Kid. Uh, and Arya says, besides, this I can't one think... This called the Humpty Dance. <laughs> I can't think of one guy in their right mind who would say yes if I asked. Oh, I'm sure there's a few, Arya. Hi, mean, these... Joe. Where these... did you come from? Where these... did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton-eyed Joe. These guys are in high school. Like, they're not old enough yet to know why they should be afraid of you. Well, I mean, is just... Like Andrew going around the school, like talking massive amounts of like Andrew bullshit. I don't care how much bullshit he talks. There's at least twenty guys that go to Rosewood High that would just kill to take Arya to prom. Literally, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I feel like even No Call would still go with Arya. Oh yeah, totally. And Arya says, "Not that I want the extra baggage." You're right. Prom's kind of loaded. She lies back down next to Emily, and Emily lies down, and Emily says, "Okay, so." staying in the friend zone what about clark all right does the eye narrow eye narrow says he's asked a million questions about a i love that she she's noticed that like she's she's not you know so naive as she used to be she's fully aware of what what clark's up to uh, and she says it's nice that he's concerned i just i'd rather go with someone who didn't want to interview me like well, a reporter yeah <laughs> and she's like i'll be fine i'll go unescorted not 1912 Nice smile. Very nice scenes. Very reminiscent of the scene with uh, Arya and Spencer in the con game. Mm-hmm. Uh, S3E9. It's mm-hmm. just like a fun scene. The girls being girls and being friends and not all about like, you know, a business. Right. I also, in my own mind, I like to assume that the 1912 thing is like a subtle reference to uh, Arya's love life being like the Titanic. Unsinkable? <laughs> yeah. Half of it's happening below the surface. Um, so as the scene was finishing, I kept thinking, like, how great would it be if Andrew showed up to prom with Cindy and Mindy as his dates? Hmm. Nah, I mean, I don't think they'd, like, double team him. But I don't know what they're doing after prom's over. I don't care. I just, I want, like, Andrew to, like, no dialogue or anything. Like, just look over at one point, and there he is with both of them. Just, like, is there someone else you, he Arya. could take who would be, like, a bigger fuck you to the liars? Jenna? I mean, like, Sydney, Jenna. What ever happened to Sydney? I think she's on a different show. Bridget Wu. Bridget Wu can become, like, Toby's new dealer. Yeah. They're going to go back to the uh, the office of Reese Matthews here. He's sitting at his desk, kind of holding court, talking to Hannah and Spencer. They sat so, down on the other side. So you received a $30,000 check. Deposited it, your college. I, I'm sorry. Is this Caleb? Is, I don't is know what this about? is. I can't. There's a weird, it's not quite British, but there's a weird well, affect. So he's got an accent, but it's drifting in and out. And I yeah. kind of wonder, like, is that intentional? Right, right. It, are we supposed to think this guy has a sketchy accent? Like, this guy's just such a, he's such a troll to, like, the Ren is a theorist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he says, uh, you know, so you received a $3,000 scholarship check, deposit in your college fund, then change your mind? Spencer says, Hannah just feels like, and he says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Hannah knows how Hannah feels. Yeah. Uh, he's like i bought the shirt and he leans forward very intently and i kind of wonder like was the direction for this guy where they're like okay reese you're a vampire actually they just don't know that play it that way they're like 
here's the thing, Reese. Everyone is going to think you're doing Christian Grey, mm-hmm. but you're not doing Christian Grey. You're actually doing James Spader and Secretary. Go. Mm. <laughs> doing Tom Cruise in Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> and it says that uh, her mom applied for these scholarships. She didn't know about it, and she has a few other options. And he's like, oh, multiple scholarship offers. That's certainly impressive. And Spencer's just watching this dude with like this like laser like like blue blood intensity intensity right now. Yeah, he's speaking her language and he's like jargoning it up. Mm-hmm. And Reese says, "And you're confident that these other options will fully fund your college tuition?" I feel like there's a part of Spencer deep down inside, like the, the, bred in her DNA, that is more on fire listening to this guy talk than mm-hmm. whatever masterpieces of sonnet like sexting sonnets that toby could ever send her you know sms oh she's into it yeah yeah she's definitely into it hannah's like totally totally um are you able to give to someone else and he kind of picks up the check and envelope and he says we are in the business of taking back gifts kind of undermines the concept of charity don't you think and he smiles at hannah but it's like totally predatory like it's not like a nice smile at all and Spencer's like, we could help you find another candidate. I'm sure we know someone. What is the criteria again? And he says, we'll most likely return the amount to our scholarship fund until the next round of applications come in. And Spence says, so you give away multiple scholarships? How many would you say per year? And he's like, are you in need? Spencer says, no, I'm not. I just uh, I have a friend who might want to apply and... and you don't have much information on your website. It's difficult to find your organization on the scholarship websites. And Reese says, we prefer to keep our, we prefer to offer scholarships selectively. Most of our candidates are recommended through personal connections. And Spencer says, so who makes the final decision? He says, our recipients are ultimately chosen by my employer. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, would that be Mr. Karasimi? And he just straight up like sneers at her. No, 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 no. I think he's, amused because he's giving well, it's her like nothing. sneeringly amused though like he's, haha he's purposely nice try. answering around her questions and it's like i feel like he's amused that like he gets that spencer knows what questions to ask <laughs> but he's just like it's it reminded me a lot of uh that moment from the beginning of the show of peter hastings mm. when he's on the phone he doesn't even look at her and he just kind of smiles at whatever cute little thing she's talking about <laughs> exactly uh, so she's like, well, maybe we could speak with him. He's like, that's unlikely. The private trust exists to provide him with discretion. And I was like, well, I would like to thank him. Maybe His I can employees' tastes are very singular. <laughs> like Xbox understand. and stuff? <laughs> so Reese sighs and Hannah pulls out her phone, holding it to me, because maybe I've done this in my own life, holding it like you're trying to take someone's picture discreetly. Hmm. And she is taking his picture, and Spencer's like, um, Hannah? And Hannah's like, oh, uh, I'm just putting his email on my phone. I don't want to forget it. So she's like, oh, yeah, good idea. Your boss does have an email address, right? And Reese chuckles. He's like, well, it's I'll like tell just you totally what. fake laugh. Yeah, I'll tell you what. My employer and I have a weekly conference call. I will alert him to your change of heart next time we speak. I'm sorry. It's the best I can do. And then he immediately picks up the intercom, and it's just like, Daphne, I'll need to see the current holdings report. Basically, you are dismissed. Definitely. Come take the trash out. Yeah. and he, So he stands up and walks in both the door. And he's like, oh, it's a pleasure meeting you both. And he shuts the door. And then he takes a big breath. Like, I don't know, maybe a little nervous there, Reese? Yeah. So then we cut out to Spence and Hannah in the hallway. And Hannah's like, that guy's definitely hiding something. And Spencer's like, yeah, you think? 
And she points out this like kind of like very complex looking electronic like touch keypad on a door. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like it's like some some weird high tech shit is like locked inside this like weird like aluminum touchscreen keypad. I I predict that we're gonna go back to the I, uh, yeah yeah prisoner yeah. references in the next few episodes. Yeah, no spoilers, but I feel like we're gonna we're gonna find out what's behind that keypad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spencer or I'm sorry, Hannah says uh, you couldn't pick that even if you tried. Besides, what he's hiding isn't in there. It's in his freaking DNA. I mean, you were thinking it the whole time. Same as I was. That guy looks exactly like, and Spencer says, exactly like a Dillerentis. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So, I mean, could this actually be Charles? I mean, if the liars think so, it's like an automatic no, but there's only like two and a half episodes left. Right? Well, I mean, like, usually the way these things these things wind down is that one of your last few red herrings is your actual culprit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rewatched uh, episodes 24 and 25 of season two recently. They really do push hard on the Melissa thing right before the end. Mm-hmm. But if you're really looking closely, you can tell it's Mona. Right, right. Um, but yeah, the the writers are so good about like obfuscating like the puzzle pieces and throwing more at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, look, look at, you know, when you talk about like tumblr theories or whatever reddit theories half of these people are obsessed about things that don't fucking matter unless they do (laughs) and that's that's the beautiful trapdoor yeah so back at lorenzo's fuck pad uh allison finishes like folding his laundry oh it's like so domestic it's so gross yeah it's like mostly like rosewood pd t-shirts which makes it even worse he's passed out she even like folds them like the fancy way too yeah he's passed out on the couch in a position that will probably be uncomfortable when he wakes up. Yeah. She, she goes to pick up the spare key from the dish by the door. She sees his like Rosa PD, like security badge. She ponders it for the moment. Then of course she takes the badge. She's still Alice. In the oh Reds. yeah. That's how you do it. Allie she yeah. takes that badge and heads right out. But the, uh, I, I would like to just like my personal head cannon is like, she was planning this the whole time. You know, I'd like to think that she thought about it as a possibility. I would have liked if she also didn't wait to fold all of his goddamn laundry before she did it. Yeah. But, you know, she does fold laundry the fancy way, the same way that A did way back in, uh, what was that, like 523, 524, one of the A tags? Right, right, with all the hoodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Although she was, she was in jail then, so too, that, that wouldn't, that, she was in jail then, so that wouldn't work, but sure, yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to go to the gallery here. This is the Rowitz fine arts gallery that the cardio arts fellowship is having their little thing at uh here's some smooth jazz playing it's a swanky shindig swanky shindig you got like people walking by with hors d'oeuvre trays uh there's a dude talking into his collar just as spencer and hannah walk in here uh we got to talk outfits real quick mm-hmm. spencer just has like kind of like uh, it's kind of like a weird white dress with like floral floral prints on it Hannah has some sort of like white turtleneck jumper on with a leather biker jacket over it. That's a cool look. That's a badass bitch look right there. I I don't know if she just like got out of the Merchant Marines in this outfit and she's about to like hunt down like her family's killer. I mean, yeah, she looks badass. Yeah, yeah, and I think she also has like boots on too, of course. I mean, Hannah's basically dressed like Shaft here. Yeah. So uh, Spencer's like, did you just see that? And Hannah says, the guy whispering to his cufflinks. God, this place is crawling with police. And we can see like another lady in the background has like an earpiece coming out of her dress. So yeah, there's a lot of cops here pulling easy overtime, I'm sure. There was like a 
uh, and these are probably state police too. Mm-hmm. There was like a line from like a Simon and Garfunkel song that like that flew through my head during the scene. Um, so Hell of darkness, my old friend. <laughs> well, that's every Aria scene. No, the uh, see that man over there, his bow tie was secretly a camera. I don't know why. Um, so Spencer's like, you know, Aria wasn't kidding when she said Tanner promised to have this place secured. But I love that. It's so blatantly obvious that these two teenage girls with some experiences can smell the undercover mm-hmm. cops. Yeah, really. <laughs> Fail. Yeah. Fail Hannah cops. Hannah says, where is Arya? I want to show her that picture of Reese. Charles. Spencer says, okay, look, resemblance isn't fact, Hannah. You still don't know for sure. And Hannah says, no, how else did he have Allie's perfect chin and Jason's perfect hair? <laughs> Jason's Doubt, perfect hair. free perfect hair. You know, my notes say at least his hair never doubted itself. It's it's <laughs> weird how one track reminds her. We're both going to go for that really easy joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it says, what if this whole car semi group set up is just one big elaborate black hoodie? Nice metaphor there. Mm-hmm. Spence says, can we just keep this to ourselves for now? Tonight means a lot to Arya. And Hannah says, Spencer, this is a big deal. How am I supposed to keep my mouth shut? Spencer says, talk about the art. Eat hors d'oeuvres. But Hannah just does a big old eye rolls. Emily walks up in a little LBD here. Mm-hmm. Kind of whisper shouting at them. Like, what took you guys so long? Spencer says, uh, there's a really long line at the valet. And, and Hannah just glares at her and says, Spencer. She gives her a straight up cut the shit look. Yeah, Spencer just drops the act and says, we were following a hunch about Charles. I really like the way that Hannah kind of she smiles at Emily when Emily hears like about this. Like she's very satisfied with herself. Yeah, yeah. And Emily's like, "Did you find anything?" So Hannah hands Emily her phone with the Reese picture on it, and Hannah whispers, "Don't tell Arya." And so Emily's <laughs> like, "Why would Arya care if you had a photo of Jason on your phone? Wait, why do you have a photo of Jason on your phone?" So she's like, "That's not Jason." So Emily takes a closer look, like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Um, and Hannah's like, "He says he says his name is Reese." And just like dawning realization on Emily's face. They're really playing it up with this kind of mini reveal here. Like have Emily like be like, that's not Jason. Wow. He looks so much like Jason. I just figured it was Jason. He finally like shaved the weird scruff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile. Oh, man. Elsewhere this, in the gallery. The spider and the ballerina. Ezra's talking to, to Arya. This fucking smug D-bag in that shirt, which looks like spiders, but it's actually, I think, palm trees. Yeah, it's, it's a. It's a dark gray shirt with like black little palm tree things all over it, but the the palm trees look like spiders. It's funny because I completely forgot that this is how we were all dressing back in 2012. You know, every time I see these outfits on Ezra here, I just think like, is this what's fashionable? Like, I, I worry. I'm like, like, do bros wear blouses now? Like, has has fashion passed me by? Am I supposed to be dressing this way? <sighs> yeah, nah, I just feel old. Uh, so he's he's talking to Arya. Arya is wearing the the other dress that Emily didn't pick out. It's black, uh, sleeveless. It's basically got little like seafoam green ballerinas ballerinas all over the front. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she's apparently like went to the salon between uh, this afternoon and now. Her hair is a little bit shorter. <laughs> got a little trim. She looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, this and is one of this is one of my favorite Arya scenes here. And it's just like. Wow, you must be excited. This is quite some turnout. And she's like, I didn't expect you to. And he's like, Arya, why would I miss this? I gave you the camera. Remember? Oh, I hate that line so much. It's like he's taking credit for her artwork. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, I gave you the camera. Or for, for providing the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, yes, I do. Thanks. 
so can I ask you something? And I feel like she's taking it back in her own way. Uh, and he's like, mm-hmm. And she's like, this might be a weird question. It's not, so not a big deal. I, I, I have no idea why I make such a big deal, but would you, as a friend, will you go to prom with me? It's so completely adorable. Like, she's doing her own hand acting here. Yeah. You can tell she's like, feels kind of stupid, but is like trying to put a good face on it. I mean, getting asked, but but to prom by Arya has got to be like any bro's dream come true here. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, so there's Ezra. She's so cute. Here, Ezra is so undeserving. And she's like, no, no, I know, I know that's the dumbest idea. You well, because he can see there. he he kind of like raises his eyebrows and looks apologetic, like he's just like instantly crushing her soul as soon as she asks this. Well, I don't think we even know what he was gonna say, but she's like, well, no, I think you can tell by his expression. Like, you can tell by his expression that he's about to say no. Like, but oh. she's like. You used to teach there. Why would you want to go mock around a former students? I just wanted to be their friends, and I wanted to go with a friend. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, Ian Hardy's fucking face. He's so creepy and hilarious at the same time. He is basically the show's, like, Vada villain. Oh, what a son of a bitch. Like, he can barely even make eye contact. And he's like, Arya, I... And then off screen, we hear uh, an Australian voice say, Ezra? Ezra? Oh, you just knew the shoe was going to drop, especially if you watched the previously. He looks over because his date to this event is Nicole from Habitat for Humanity, Emily's friend. And Esther's like, hey, Nicole. And she's like, hi. And she walks up and she's all dolled up and, you know, in a nice dress and makeup, too. And Esther says, I'm happy you could make it. I don't think he's very happy. <laughs> Nicole's like, yeah. And you can tell he's just like freaking out at like having to deal with like his ex and his current date at the same time. Like, I can't believe he brought a date to Arya's art show. You fucking I asshole. I can't. This is such an Ezra move. Oh, uh, Ezra's like, um, Arya, this is Nicole. This is uh, Emily's friend from Habitat for Humanity. And Arya's just like, right. And Nicole, seemingly totally oblivious. She's like, the photographer herself. I'm really looking forward to seeing your work. And Arya does her, like, patented nervous tick here. She looks behind her over her shoulder. It's such, like, a double gut punch. Like, she just got denied, like, her prom invite. And then Ezra brought a date. He's, like, older. She's non-American. She's taller. Oh. And you know what? I'm willing to bet that her Habitat for Humanity is probably not mostly personal. Yeah. Ezra just has such a smug look on his face. I mean, Arya asked two people out to prom in this episode, and they both turned her down. Yeah. I really feel for the girl. And Arya's, like, her face is, like, frozen in this, like, smile that's dying inside of her right now. And she's like, thanks for coming. Nicole's smiling. She has no idea. Like, I, I, I'm betting she doesn't even know that Arya is Ezra's ex here. Like, he probably didn't tell her that. I feel like that should have been Arya's next move. Probably, yeah. Oh, that you know would, that, that would have been, been a good used move. To be my teacher, right? He yeah. also used to be my lover. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she looks around again. She sees Clark, and she's like, "Clark!" And he looks over, and she turns back to Ezra and Nicole, and she's like, "I should go say hey." And then she just like cyber ghost ninjas right out of that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Goes over to Clark. Well, I mean, and... if Clark wasn't there, I feel like she would have thrown herself in front of a train. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he sees her, and he's like, hey, I thought you weren't coming. And she's like, yeah, my parents have changed her heart. And he's like, well, I'm glad you made it. You feeling good? And she sighs. And she's like, nervous, actually. These photos have been so personal. I didn't think it would have been like to. I didn't think what it would be like to show them off a room full of strangers. Just like her writing. Even her photos are personal. This is a beautiful script. <laughs> um, Arya's like, I mean, you've done this before. Does it ever start to feel normal? And he's like, well, this is a first for me. And she's like, I just hmm. thought 
in the program in your bio it says that you won some kind of governor's award he's like oh yeah sure no i, I just bro is clearly lying right now yeah. i just this is the first uh, an event so big oh it seems like you have a pretty nice turnout here well she's, she's she's nodding and i kind of wonder is she picking up that he's lying yet because he's doing all the same stuff she does when she lies yeah yeah he's basically giving her own medicine but He's, I think, I think she's not consciously aware of it. She's finally mm-hmm. awake. She's a good writer. She's, she's got good observational skills. She's taking all the details in, but she's not like analyzing them right. So she's like, uh, because he's talking about her and her turnout. Everyone's here for her. It's her day. Um, and he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. What about you? Did your parents come up from Baltimore? And he's like, uh, well, so no, no, she's no. done some research on this dude. She's done some website paging. Or she, she knows, just listened to him talk about parents in Baltimore, maybe. I guess, but like she, she remembered that. Yeah, and so he's like, "No, they, they couldn't make it." But she's like, "But they, they know this is kind of a big deal. How big deal is this, right?" And he's like, "He nods," and she's like, "And it's, it's a very not that far of a drive. It's a very unconvincing nod. Like, uh, sure, yeah, yeah." And she's like, "It's, it's not that far of a drive." And he says, "No, well, it's not. I just, I don't want to make them feel obligated to come in case I don't win." And she frowns. She kind of seems like genuinely sad for him. She's like, hmm. So there's no one here for you? And he shakes his head and she says, well, I am. And she says, so. And she's kind of smiling and laughing. Uh, and he has to smile too because it's kind of hard when she turns on the charm not to smile. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, and thank you. I mean, seriously, I, I never would have done this if it weren't for you. And he says, you did the work. You use your camera to tell the truth. And I respect the hell out of that, no matter what happens. And then we hear kind of like off screen, there's like like the host of the gallery here saying, on behalf of the Cardia Arts Foundation. And he's like, oh, catch you later. And the host says, I would like to welcome everyone to our gallery. And he walks off. Just our as, gallery night. Yeah. Ella comes up to take Arya's arm here. Where is he going? Because he like goes like the opposite way of like the front of this place. Yeah. He like, <laughs> like pieces out the back. Yeah. Um. um. So yeah, everyone kind of comes over to address the or to to face the lady who's like do, speaking to them. She's like at a podium. Behind her is like a part of the gallery where all these these finalists artists like work is uh is at. It's like dark. It's not yet unveiled. There's a velvet it's, rope. Yeah, it's all shrouded in shadow, so you can't see any of the photographs yet. So the the Cardillo Fellowship lady, she's like, we are here to celebrate a fresh crop of promising new photographers, one of whom will leave here tonight. And the liars are all standing by Arya and Ezra and Nicole are there too. Did we'll you leave- catch a little moment when uh, Spencer and Spencer and the others walk up next to Arya, and Spencer kind of like nudges Arya with her elbow, yeah. and then smiles at her when Arya sees her. It's a it's a fun little subtle moment of like Teen Sparia action here. Yeah, like uh, one of them will leave with a five thousand dollars cash prize and a summer internship to a premier travel and leisure magazine based in Los Angeles. And everyone applies, and I just thought to myself, like, time jump. Arya's working for like Condé Nast. Um, I, I feel we have to mention that the uh, the lady hosting the uh, gallery event here, for whatever reason, she's bald. It's such a weird detail that's never commented on within like the text here. Um, but it, it feels like like this is exactly who you'd expect to be like managing like a gallery. And so she says, uh, I'd like to thank you all, all, all the young artists who applied this year. You gave the judges a real challenge. I want to thank you to the Rose Fine Arts Gallery for so generously hosting this event. And now I'd like to invite you all to meet our finalists. And so did, lady you and notice, dude. did you notice how when she starts talking there, Arya starts walking closer? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really, when I was watching this, I was like, whoa, settle down, Arya. Like you didn't win yet. Don't embarrass yourself. Oh, yeah, like, it's like the thing when they, they're about to announce the winner and she's just standing up, like, ready mm-hmm. to take that applause. Yeah, so the, the lady and some dude, like, they undo the velvet ropes, the lights come on, intense music, Arius is front and center, but, gasp, 
her pictures have been changed out. And instead of those horrible doll torture portraits, it's the <laughs> four liars on the morgue slabs from the dollhouse. Individual like framed photos side by side laid out in the same way they were in Game on Charles, mimicking it perfectly. Perfect callback. Oh, it's great. And Emily's just like, oh, my God. And nobody else seems to realize what's happened. Like yeah. they all just kind of start, they just walk over like, oh, let's go check out the artwork. But all the liars are having like these like PTSD flashes right now. Well, the, they... the way it's edited is is amazing because it's it's individual for them. The four of them, those patent like green hued vibrating mm. dollhouse flashbacks, like one by one, we go through them. Yeah, we go Arya, Spencer, Emily, then Hannah. They each have their like flashes to them being in the dollhouse and like, you know, the kind of horror of that and. You know, things that were done to them, you know, Arya with her haircut, Spencer with the the blood that she found herself covered in, Emily on the slab having to, you know, torture people in the, with the switches, uh, you know, Hannah, you know, with the sirens and whatnot. Like, they're all just like freaking out as nobody seems to realize what's happened around them. It's a really great sequence. It's totally chilling, like really disturbing. As we get closer, I really wonder if, like, Spencer and the Blood will be, like, one of those things we just don't get an answer for mm-hmm. in the next two episodes. Like, um, so, Easter eggs, uh, the two names on either side, the finalists on either side of Arya, one is associated with Allison Nelson, who's one of the writers, and the other name is Josh Moorhead, who's actually on the writing staff. So, um, I was reading a really interesting take on Reddit from a poster named Psychological Selfie, who, <laughs> they posited that Arya... Arya kind of she said that she didn't want to write about or process what happened to her way back in 602 mm-hmm. about what happened in the dollhouse but essentially she's been using her camera and the dolls to do that like not not verbally but like visually mm-hmm. uh, I think Mona said in the last episode that Arya was reenacting what she went through with the dolls yeah and so now A is essentially taking that away from her and like forcing her to acknowledge the dollhouse directly right uh, she has to see the reality instead of you know what she was using to cope with her trauma um, so their theory is that Charles is doing all this and like targeting Arya so much because Arya was trying to block out and deny the dollhouse. I don't know if I really agree with that, but I think that is a really interesting interpretation of what A is doing right now. Just kind of forcing Arya to like, it's like taking away Arya's coping mechanism here. Well, and, and doing it in the way where the, the public adoration or, you know, I mean, an artist who's excited about their work and gets to show it off and is looking forward to that public feedback, taking it away from them then too and like mm-hmm. showing off their weakest moment in a way they weren't you know processing um and we you know we, we we really kissed larry reben's ass but like this episode's amazing i'm so glad <laughs> that he's the dop <laughs> even when he's not directing the episode uh so after the commercial at the gallery later the cops are there it's a crime scene there's crime scene photographers like doing their thing hannah spencer and emily are off to one side in front of clark's section of the photos ari and ella are with tanner um looking at the dollhouse photos on the wall there and Ella's like he called the picture stolen dolls where is this going to end <laughs> and Ari's like he's talking about when he kidnapped us right and Tanner's like not exactly she picks up the title plaque and sticks it starts to stick it in the evidence bag we see that it's titled stolen dolls and in parentheses no son Linda and Ella's like are we supposed to be solved are supposed to solve his riddles now what does the rest of it mean so Tanner's gonna break it down for them no son lindas the spanish translates to they aren't pretty but it's a play on words it could also mean they aren't lindas and i was like as in linda tanner and tanner's like mm-hmm. and i was like so charles thinks that when you rescued the girls that you took something from him tanner says as much as he wanted to ruin aria's evening and spoil the girls he also wanted to send me a message 
And Arya's like, that he thinks we belong to him? We already knew that. We lived that. Mm-hmm. Tanner's like, oh, I grew up in a bilingual household. I think Charles wants me to know that as much as I can uncover about his identity, he can uncover details about mine. Ella um, has no interest in this. She's just very slowly getting furious right now. Yeah. Well, she's like, why did this happen? How? You told us not to worry. You told us there was no threat. Tanner's like, I will stand by that. And I was like, <laughs> Ella's like, I don't appreciate your technicality, Tanner. <laughs> she's like, he did this to these girls. And then he put up on a wall for everyone to see. He was in the building. The other three liars like look over as they hear Ella's voice raising. Tanner's like, we are dusting for fingerprints. We have hours of security cameras footage to review. We will comb through everything and we find another piece to the, the puzzle. And I was like, when are you going to find him? And Tanner's like, in two episodes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to get back, or uh, Tanner says, I have to get back to the precinct. I asked each of you to give a statement about Texas before you leave. And the Tanner's well, Tanner's basically like, I don't feel like talking to angry moms anymore. I'm a fucking lieutenant. I don't have to put up with this bullshit. Tanner's out. Yeah. Talk to my detectives. Yeah. But the, she takes off, and Ella's just fuming. Oh, uh, see, I love, I love anytime they can bring Tanner in. It feels weird to me, though, only because. The last time we saw it was what? Game on Charles? Yeah, 601. And really, it was only like the episode before that where the cops really mattered in this whole investigation anyway. No, the cops never really matter. Yeah, I know. But it's like it's hard to feel like Tanner's been like working on this case for mm-hmm. the past seven episodes or six episodes. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. If, if like Tanner Rose was the would star cops, of the show. They're not so smart. Yeah. If Tanner's the star of the show, I would love this scene even more. But she's not. Yeah, so we're going to cut to the Rosewood PD station. Mm-hmm. We see a door open. Oh, look, it's Allie. She's let herself in with Lorenzo's key card. She's going to do some snooping of her own. So she's walking around, heads down a hallway, gets to a conference room. She's about to go inside, and she hears a noise and kind of ducks back. We see two cops walking by into another room. They don't one see of, her. One of them is that uh, black bald cop. That we've been yeah, the, the not, not Officer Barry cop. and. Allie sees him go in and kind of like takes a deep breath, you know, close call there, steadies her nerves. And then we go back to outside. Wasn't there like a weird sound effect right before she t- almost touched that door handle? I mean, I think it was just one of those like, like, uh, like jump scare noises, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go back outside the gallery. We see a forensics van is parked out front, Pennsylvania State Police there. Bunch of cops are carrying those photos of liars. They've been like those, you know, the, the frame photos that eight replaced. They're all bagged and tagged and they're getting, you know, taken into the van here. The Spen- hashtag here is dollhouse photos. Yeah. Spencer and Hannah, or I'm sorry, Spencer and Emily are watching this as Emily, or I'm sorry, Hannah. God, I can't do the names right now. Maybe this beer is starting to kick in. Uh, Hannah's even closer kind of watching these photos and Emily's watching Hannah and kind of freaked out. And she's like, how can she keep looking at them? I mean, just thinking about them makes me want to hurl. Charles took pictures of us while we were unconscious. And Hannah is just like transfixed. Mm-hmm. And Spencer says, it's just like a car wreck, okay? Some people look away and other people stop and stare. You know, while you're, you're drinking is kicking in, what we really need in this episode is Simona, Samaya, Simona, Samaya. <laughs> oh, I fucked that up so much in our old podcast. Uh, nice nice edit here well while spencer's talking about uh you know like car wrecks and people stopping staring mm-hmm. we're we're seeing hannah here it's like we're we're getting inside her headspace as spencer talks about this yeah uh, and then a valley pulls up and spencer's like thank god <laughs> she walks over to hannah and she's like hannah hey come away and she kind of pulls hannah away and the spell's broken here hannah snaps out of it 
sort of interesting shot here. Um, it's a continuous shot where Spencer is in focus in the background, and she walks to the foreground, remains in focus. And then as she talks to the valet, the focus shifts again to the background with Hannah, because Hannah sees something. It's, I don't know, I, I especially noticed it. Like, there's some clever things in this episode where, like, somebody will walk by and mm-hmm. in, in, like, in front of the frame, and that allows them to do something clever either with like the focus or like the lighting or something in the background mm-hmm. so oh so hannah sees something across the street she's like that's him across the street across the street, in his car we see reese matthews and he's like in a beamer yeah why is he here he has like he's probably calling his secret boss to report that he screwed aria about her internship does which, that mean aria lost well i was gonna say one we see that reese is on the phone uh mm-hmm. two I'm almost kind of surprised that her photos didn't win her the internship. Never mind the fact that they're not actually her photos. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that it would be in horrendously bad taste. Still, does that mean that nobody won? Yeah, I don't even know. Or how like, does like, does like Josh Moorhead win by default? Yeah. So we see Reese hang up on his phone, and Hannah's like, "We should follow him." Spencer's like, "Yeah." Emily says, "I already told my mom we're on our way home." Spencer says, "Tell her we stopped at my place and decided to watch a movie. Buy us some time." Emily needs to get re-jumped back into the girl detective gang. Like, as if their parents would even let them drive home by themselves. Well, like, after all this shit's gone down, they're just like, oh, whatever, get home when you get home. Emily's become like a real, I don't know what the term... Killjoy? A little bit, like, uh, like, like, lead tire with her constant just like... Nobody cares uh, about your mom, Emily. Yeah, like, I need to check in with my mom, I need to do this, blah, 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 I mean... Yeah. So then we're gonna go back to the police station. Kill the guy. You don't have a curfew. Yeah. Back to the police station. Allie lets herself into this like little conference room and it's like there's all these like big boards, you know, whiteboards with like various like shit on the walls. It's like the big evidence room. Do you uh do you have like all of the stuff from the whiteboard? I mean I've got most of it. One of the whiteboards is just a uh it's like it has like a Delorentis family tree where you see like Jessica and Kenneth and then like Alice and Jason and big question mark for Charles. Um, and then some some photos of like Jessica Delorentis's like dead body and like, you know, rotting corpse in hand. Um, Andrew with a big red X over his face. Yeah, I'm getting that. So Allie's she's walking through. There's like a, a profiler board with all these just kind of like adjectives about uh, a on it uh interesting that the adjectives are in red and black i'll I'll get to that a little bit later um but yeah it's really neat she she sees like a gas mask in an evidence bag on the desk there it's you know it's all all the shit this was the stuff that i was really intrigued by because i i always figured they would do something where you had the cops combing through (laughs) the dollhouse at some point yeah really because i would have thought that the soul room would have provided way more evidence well, some of it burned i guess yeah. i do really like the shot where it pans over and we see on one of these big boards there's just a big photo of andrew campbell there it just says campbell above it and there's a big red x on his face yeah. uh, and the camera just kind of lingers there for a moment and then moves on it i i almost want this to be like the last thing we ever see of andrew on the show <laughs> it's just like this little visual reminder of like hey this character existed once and now it's just like a big x like nope it could very well be. I mean, this would have been a great opportunity, I think, to do that with a lot of characters, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and it, I don't know. There's just something about the kind of visual 
uh, portrayal here. It's the camera just kind of like it finds Andrew for a second and then just moves on. Like so long, Andrew. Oh uh, yeah, Allison, Allison in Wonderland here. Like she's fascinating. She goes like goes into the looking glass of. Oh, like, we sh- we should mention their the, perspective the, on this case. The PLL mystery music is kicking in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it this really feels like this is Allie's like first chance to be a liar here. This yeah. is like some classic PLL. Yeah. Uh, so she walks past some maps and like the Dillerances family tree. And then uh, we also see there's like, it, it says like, there's just like these words that say like access, time frame, location, why here, footprints, van. And then uh, there's just a little list of all the people who died in connection to the liars, I guess. It's like Bethany Young, Ian Thomas, Darren Wilden, Maya St. Germain, Garrett Reynolds, Jessica DeLaurentis. And then below that, we see a picture of Mona and it says A.D. Reynolds, True Motives. And then I believe this is a picture of Peter Hastings, right? Hmm. And then above it, it says JD question mark, like, like Jason DeLaurentis question mark. Like maybe they're onto that whole connection. Hmm. And then we see, uh, it's Ashley Marin there in her like prison jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe they're starting the cops are starting to make some connections here. <laughs> Allie eventually comes over to an evidence box. Uh, there's a piece of evidence that's tagged for Jessica De Laurentiis here, and it's like a metal baby rattle inside of it. Mm-hmm. And she picks it up, and she stares at it, and then the lights come on. And Allie kind of looks over. Oh, there's Detective Tanner, or I'm sorry, Lieutenant Tanner in the doorway there. And Tanner says, you've crossed a line, young lady. Busted. Lots it, of fodder for theories here. It was played really well, though, because there was a moment where I was like, oh, shit, you know, as Tanner was there. Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought like Tanner's not gonna be like a bad guy. Like, come on. Yeah, really. One more thing. Uh, the picture of Kenneth on like the Dillerentis family tree there. Mm-hmm. There's a little note next to him that's like pointing to him. It says affair question mark. Hmm. Was Kenneth having an affair too? Hmm. Who? I don't know. Marion Cavanaugh. Huh. Hmm. What if so, Kenneth was also having an affair with Bethany Young's father? There you go. Uh, so after the commercial. Spencer and Emily and Hannah are parked outside some industrial areas on stakeout. Well, we watching... can see a we can see a sign here. It says a Strauss Doll. It's like a doll factory, of course, in the because, middle yeah. of like creepy, sketchy as fuck, like dark industrial complex here. So I believe this is the same part of the WB lot where they did like the uh, the train where Spencer and, and Mona had their hearts. Oh apart yeah, in season two. I think this is also possibly like the backside of the building, like where Toby's apartment would be. Could that, be, although it seems sad. a little bit bigger. Um, well, I think they're just using it differently. Yeah, so they're watching like Reese Park getting out, and then he's like, "What is?" Did you notice how close their car is to his? Like, how very, did you not notice them? Very close. And it's it, like fifty feet, if that. It's only gonna get worse. And so Emma's like, "What is this place?" And Spencer's like, "Another real estate investment for the Karasimi Group." And I was like, "Or another dollhouse for Charles?" There's plenty of room inside, inside there to lock us up. So they watch as like Reese goes inside and like he's got keys to let himself in. And he's like, "What would well, you follow him?" There's all these notes that say like public, or in, public notice in escrow, some place seemingly the Kerasimi group just bought. Yeah, and he's like, "There's no way I'm going in there." And Spencer's like, "No, let's just hang tight. Let's see what he does." Uh, so the police station Tanner like shuts. Well, the- so Reese Reese unlocks a door, looks behind him, and goes inside. I mean, if this guy's a red herring, he's a pretty interesting one. Yeah, he's an interesting one because he looks just like yeah. Jason. So. Back to the police station. Tanner shuts the door. She's ready to like go around with Allie here. Yeah. There, we get a good look at the profile board kind of behind uh, Tanner here. So there's a lot of speculation about this online. Um, 
it's interesting. Half the stuff on this board is written in red ink. Half is written in black. So mm. people are like, is this maybe talking about red coat and a? Uh, so here's the stuff written in red. Uh, you see the words jealous, distrust, social and family connections, no support system, fragile mental state, punishment, attention, revenge, victim mentality. And then in black, we get brilliant, organized, inflexible routine, motivation, revenge, fascination with dolls, access to large amount of funds, superficial charm, extremely mm -hmm. high IQ, obsessive need to control, entrepreneurial versatility, dangerous personality. Hmm. What if the profiler is just Dr. Sullivan? Could? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, so Tanner's like, I find you very intriguing, Allison. This is the last place I'd think to find you, and yet here you are, exactly where you're not supposed to be. Right. Alice got an alley. Allison's face is just like, and mm -hmm. <laughs> she's like, I have questions. Tanner's like, the information in this room is sensitive, and you've jeopardized that. And Allison's like, I didn't touch anything. And she's, and she's holding, holding a piece of evidence. And Tanner's just like, like Tanner, like suddenly acts like she has a gun, and she's like. I need you to put that down. So she, like, Allison considers it for a moment, then she sets the bag. Well, she the she holds on to this bag of evidence just long enough to be impudent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allison, and then she finally puts it down. So Allison looks past her, reads something off the board, and she's like, superficial charm. After everything I've heard in the news, it sound, that, that almost sounds like a compliment. Is that, uh, sorry, is that all that this is? What the profile thinks about my brother? I cannot read tonight. Mm -hmm. like, Tanner likes that choice of words. And she's like, your brother. And you can recognize his baby rattle. Well, it's like it dawns on Tanner here that Allie seems to be like sympathetic to Charles and now she's suspicious. Yeah. And so uh, Allison's like, it's actually mine. There's a whole christening set for my godparents. Pieces were lost. I still have the hairbrush. And Tanner says, we found it, along with a few other personal effects in the bunker. Why do you think that is? <laughs> and Allie says, he took it, kept it. Maybe he feels bad about trying to hurt me when I was a baby. He has other things like the home movies my father gave you. Maybe part of him wants to stay connected to the family. Tanner looks at her like she's thinking, right now you are higher than Jason. <laughs> or Toby. That's a possibility. There's another. I don't think it will please your sense of curiosity about Charles. Your brother. In my experience, murderers can be as sentimental as mothers. Personal items can help focus their them on their victims. Or commemorate what they've done. Interesting line there. Like maybe it's just alliteration, but the the pairing of murderers and mothers. Yeah, is that a hint? It's delicious. Yeah. Mm. Allison's like, this is harmless. And Tanner's like, a baby rattle that you shook in your little pink fist to your brother—that is a piece of you, as intimate as hair, teeth, skin. So Allison starts to breathe a little bit harder, and she's like, "What will happen when you find him?" The hashtag here is justice for A. And Tanner says. We'll bring him to justice with lethal force if need be. You may not want this for your brother, but it's necessary for the predator who puts six girls through absolute hell. I'll take Officer Calderon's access card. I don't think you'll find it useful anymore. Well, Allie's like she's like close to tears. She's so worried for Charles. So she hands over the uh, the card and just like pieces out of here. And I'm like, I'm waiting for her to be like, oh, Lorenzo didn't have anything to do with this. But nope, Allie's like not even going to bother. She's like, oh, fuck Lorenzo. Not even going to like put up a token defense of them right now well i mean at any point did you, did it run through your mind the possibility that like this was a trap and like lorenzo was part of it 
Mm, no, honestly, okay. I, I don't. I don't think Lawrence is that sophisticated. Uh, um, also, I have to say, uh, if anyone involved in the show is listening, whenever like they make references to Tanner's experiences, I, I consider that to be a personal gift because I am so fascinated by her character. So, Lawrence, some analysis here. Why is Allie so torn up about Charles? Is it that she see herself in him, maybe? Like, I saw some some people saying, like, well, the whole focus on, like, the superficial charm, uh, you know, profiler, like, description is, is she thinking, oh, that's how people saw me? Like, maybe there's more to this guy? Right. Uh, is it just because she's family or he's family? Like, maybe all this these is, things. maybe this is all a cover because Allie's actually Redcoat and she's just, like, playing the, uh, the, you know, the timid, like, concerned sister when she's really lethal. I don't know. I mean, could this all be groundwork laid for, like, Allison to be, like, time jump A, too? Mm, true, true. So we're going to go back out in front of the art gallery. Arya's standing by herself. Ezra comes out and sees her, and he says, Hey, your mother's finishing up her statement inside. I can take you both home if you like. And he Arya kind of swaggers up to her. Arya, oh, I love this so much. Arya just says, She seems nice. Pow! Right to the point. Oh, I love Arya in this episode. She's so done being the polite one now. And he kind of like rocks back like, oh, I'm on blast. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, and Arya's like, Nicole, I hope tonight didn't get in the way. And Esther's like, no, Nicole's a photographer as well. And she saw your postcard at the brew. I saw that she was interested. So I suggested me here. It's not a date. Not anymore. Uh, oh, you're such a fucking liar. Yeah. Arya's like, not anymore. She's totally calling him on it. And he's like, oh, not at all. I asked her to meet me because... I uh, I had a few more questions uh, about Habitat for Humanity. I want to put Bullshit. Uh, and Arya's no, no, like, I, I, I have a, I have a wonder. I have a curiosity about his line there. Oh, I feel like he's just making this shit up on the spot. Like I uh, could see that. I could see that Ezra just wants to pitch a tent, but like uh, he wants to go down under. But I, I don't know. I have, a, I have like a, a horrible like Ezra theory. Well, Arya says, oh, that's new. Why are you? And he says, I'm considering it, but we don't have to talk about it right now. Like, he so, doesn't... Uh, go, go on. I was just going to say, like, yeah, you you own and run a small coffee shop, but you're going to go do some Habitat for Humanity shit? Like, sure. So, so, so what do you got? Number one, Nicole is suspicious again, potentially. Uh, two, Ezra seems sleazy as usual. Three... Are they going to do that thing where Ezra and his tortured heart has to leave town because of Arya because he can't be with her? If you love something, set it free. Well, it's like he, he can't go to the prom of her because he knows that it won't really work out. It'll just hurt him too much. He has to go build fucking houses he's a teacher. in Nicaragua. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what he's he's teaching. Her I just feel like he's full of shit here. Like, oh, yeah, no, well, that wasn't a date. I just wanted to ask her about uh, the only detail I know about her. Spoiler, Ezra's not just full of shit here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Arya says, sorry, I didn't mean to grill you. I'm just, oh, don't apologize, Arya. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Your instincts are right, Arya. Follow them. Mm -hmm. Arya says, I was just trying not to focus on tonight. What happened? She kind of turns away. She just starts walking away over the bench. So Ezra, as always, takes this as an invitation to join her. Mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, I mean, are you Okay. And she gets in this look, just like, holy shit, what a dumb question. Uh, and he says, Arya, what happened here was desperation. He's obviously so close to being caught. Why does it feel like he's talking about himself right now? Yeah. Well, says, to me, I think this is just, this is hollow, like, reassurance. 
measure. That or it's like this kind of like weird, like you understand A a little bit too much. And he's like, someone who does this, they have nothing, to, they, you know, they think they have nothing to lose. And Ari says, Charles has us to lose. He wants us back. And we get this really awesome, cathartic little moment here now. Ari is finally going to open up and talk about what happened. Uh, she says, we were drugged when Charles took our clothes and posed us in those photos, in those pictures. The drugs were wearing off, and, and I was just starting to come out of it. And I thought I would open my eyes and be back in Iceland. Back before any of this happened, we'd bundle up, the whole family. We, we'd sit on, on the balcony and look up for the northern lights in the sky. I don't think I've ever been so happy to be so cold as it was then, freezing cold, waiting for something magical to happen. And then I knew it. I felt it on my bare skin, that cold metal table. And I opened my eyes, and these horrible things just kept happening. And I'm still cold. I'm freezing cold all the time. What a great monologue. I love this moment for some Arya is cold and dead inside. Yeah, so like she, like Lucy Hale is so goddamn amazing for starters. But like I love that they don't they don't try to shoehorn in some kind of Ezra moment. There's no like cutesy faux charm thing that Ezra can drop here. Well, we get a wide shot here, and we can really see it in her posture. Uh, he's kind of trying to like put an arm on her back, like to comfort her, but she's like alone. her her legs are crossed away from her. Her arms are folded like close to her body. Uh, even the short hair, hair that she has kind of gives off this very kind of icy demeanor. Um, I mean, to, to give like an inside out reference here, it's like A destroyed the island in Arya's mind. It's responsible for her quirkiness. Like she's just done being that person now. She's cold, freezing that was, cold. That was a beautiful reference. Okay. I, uh, I almost want the moment where Arya pulls the G-Gor and Livy and just like holds her hand over the, the candle flame. Mm-hmm. Just to feel something. Yeah. Just to feel it. And especially like, and she's I like that. Ezra, do you have any whips? Do you have any wax? Yeah. My tastes are very singular. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. And then Ezra signs her contract. Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, back on the stakeout, the liars are waiting, and Emily's like, it's quiet here. Yeah, nothing's happening here. And Emily's like, or Hannah's like, why do you think you picked this place? And then like a vehicle approaches, and Spencer's like, someone's coming. So classic oh, liars, they why, duck what? down. Why do you think he picked this place? This weird, creepy, abandoned doll well, factory. Yeah, this doll factory. What the hell, ladies? Come on. So and car, car pulls up behind Reese's car. Uh, this exterior location. Oh, we have to mention too the liars like ducking down. That's never not funny when they do that. Yeah, yeah, it's classic liars. They always do it. But like, how does the person pulling up not see this car in the middle of nowhere that should not be there? I mean, their lights are off. Sure, but yeah, it's just like, oh, it's a random SUV just chilling over there. It's a nice car, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the person in that car, we find out, is Clark. Plot uh, twist. He's getting out, and Emily's like, what's Clark doing here? He was at the gallery tonight, and Hannah's like, did he follow us? So she says, I don't know. The last time I saw him, he was talking to Arya. So Clark heads into the building. Well, Clark's doing the thing where he's looking around, you know. like, yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to tell. Like, you, you watch this, and you're like, is he looking around because he's like kind of like is he investigating kind of wonders what's going on or is he like checking to see if he's been followed um so is it the actor who plays clark is that titus malcolm i believe so yes this guy plays this character even with this scene as like the least suspicious dude that i think i've ever encountered on this show well it's funny because in the beginning of this episode when he was like 
peppering Ari with questions at the brew, I was like, oh, you seem a little sketchy, bro. But then later when he was like, like all that stuff with like his parents and he's like obviously lying. It's like, okay, well, this is just like overdoing it. Now they're just, they're just trying to trick us. Like now I, I'm less suspicious of this guy and this is all going to turn out to be something like his parents are dead or something like that, you know? I, but then there, it's like, it's like game theory, the, what the, liar, yeah. the, the, uh, the writers are doing now. They're just like, how much can we make someone sketchy before you'll actually believe that they're sketchy? And then boom, oh yeah, this guy's up to something. There's some crazy like social engineering here. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll put it this way. The guy's a, a likable presence on the show, but if there's something where it's like somehow he has like an evil monologue at some point, I'm going to be like, this is bad casting. I just don't buy this guy as some kind of nefarious villain. He just seems too likable. Even well, so, when he's like obviously lying to Arya. And as you said, he's literally just giving her back the same thing that she gives to the world. So he's he's involved with the Karasemi group, it would seem, somehow. Right. They seem to have an interest in Hannah and Arya. Mm-hmm. Is that A-related? Is it something else? Um, well, well, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess he you could say he's been possibly contracted to get close to Arya. I mean, I kept I kept waiting to find out that the Karasemi group was behind the Cardiola Fellowship, too. Oh, it seems like they probably are, right? Yeah, like, he's yeah. meeting with them. Like, is it, was the whole Cardio Fellowship all just a, a setup or something? Like, for it's like, for some reason, these organizations seem like they're trying to help Hannah and Arya, but right. maybe they're not. I don't know. If um, that's the case, then I feel bad for Josh Moorhead. Yeah. Anyway, so Hannah says, uh, you know, you know, now he's going inside to talk to A. We have to get out of here. So he... he we see Clark go inside, and Emily says, I'm texting Arya. She's still with the police. Spencer says, good. Maybe this time they won't let Charles and his henchmen get away. So they take off, and at first I was like, oh, why are you leaving? Why don't you stay and watch? But I guess, like, if if this is actually A, they're probably feeling pretty exposed and vulnerable right now, so they probably want to get the fuck out of here. But, so, are we led to believe that the idea is that the cops are now going to rush over here? Or I guess they're just going to tell Arya, and Arya will handle it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, Spencer says, good, maybe this time they won't let Charles and his henchmen get away. And yet I feel like the cops have no justifiable reason to go bursting into this. No, no, it's totally thin. It's like, oh, this one guy from this like scholarship fund that Hannah got looks like Jason. And then this other guy showed up at a factory to talk to him. And the cops are just like, get the fuck home. We're sick of you bitches causing trouble. Right, right. Go back to where, for some reason, we still have cop cars outside your house. But yeah, like, like this wannabe Euro trash guy and this possibly a college student who may be like, I don't know, what's our guest? Like, undercover reporter or something? I mean, reporter feels right. Maybe it's something Private else. eye? Yeah. Um, so after the commercial, we're inside Lorenzo's darkened fuck pad. Uh, we, like, we see some shit like his El Calderon police stuff up back. This whole scene is basically lit and shot like a colorized noir scene. Oh, this scene is shot really cool. The The first shot that's really neat is that after Allie comes in, she sees Lorenzo still, like, passed out on the couch there. Like from behind, like the back yeah. of his head, his feet on the table. Yeah. From behind, he's lit in, like, warm light through the doorway. And as Allison closes the door here, it's kind of like the shadow sweeps over him. It really makes you think, like, oh, shit, is he dead? Yeah. Uh, like, you're dead just expecting or- the camera to move around, like his throat is slit or something, you know? He's like his eyes looking two different directions. Yeah, um, it's like something about that, like shrinking light from the the door closing, really feels like a harbinger of death. Uh, uh, the best death face is still the chick from the ninth gate. 
Baroness? <laughs> Baroness. Baroness. Then <laughs> yeah. uh, Allie shuts the door, and this is a cool, like, long shot here where she sets the keys down and then walks over past the, uh, the couch. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a shadow. Yeah. It's a very clever shot, you know, kind of like combination, like lighting, framing, and blocking here, where it seems like she's walking past an empty room. And then as, like, suddenly, like, Lorenzo steps into the light behind her just as she's like walked past him it's a, it's a very cool shot where it's you don't see him on one side of the frame until he steps into the light on the other side of the frame it's um, uh it's, it's it's super spooky it's it feels perfectly at home on the same show where there was that shot in season four where spencer enters her room and looks out the window and then jessica de Laurentiis just yeah appears <laughs> yeah it's that same kind of thing it's i mean it's it's kind of old school type of effect there uh, where it's just, you know, using shadows and, and blocking and framing and whatnot to like suddenly like, nah, there's a person right there. Right. And he says, did you get what you were looking for? <laughs> Allie flips around. She's startled, but very quickly puts up like her facade. And she says, I needed something to make sense of all this. And Lorenzo says, I don't think the disciplinary committee is going to see it that way. And she says, Tanner. And he says, I have to report on Monday. Now he says, Lorenzo, I, and he says, don't, you made me soup. You folded my laundry. You waited till I fell asleep. You know, we should probably be doing this scene. What? A uh, little Hastings Center Theater. For the scene that's half over? Uh, oh, I'm saying we should have been doing it. I guess oh. it's too late now. Uh, I don't feel like Lorenzo warrants it, do you? Oh, I guess not. <laughs> Allie says, I know how this looks. And he says, then please don't try to make it seem like something else. She's just very stoic. And he says, you watch me call in a favor for you. I think he actually says you asked me to call in a favor for you, which is not true. No. Yeah, I don't know. Debatable there. Um, uh, Was it just to throw me off balance? And Allie says, no. And he says, how am I supposed, how the hell am I supposed to believe you? And she doesn't move an inch. And I think he kind of senses he's like his temper slurring up now. So he tries to calm down, move a little closer to her, maybe regain some intimacy here. And he says, I'm working really hard to understand why he did this. Power in that intimacy, though, Mm -hmm. to make her more basically subject to him, I think. Yeah, he's he's trying to like re-engage their old dynamic here. Yeah. And Allie says, they're going to shoot him on sight. Lethal force, Tanner said. They're going to kill my brother, and I don't even really know him. And he says, I'm one of them, Allie. Can't really see things turning out much better. Allie just looks sad, and he says, I just wish you would have asked. She thinks about this, and she says, you would have said no. And I would have done the same thing anyway. Allie's got to be Allie. Oh, I love that. It's like, hey, where have you been, Allie? Yeah. This is the Allie we missed. And he just kind of hangs his head, and she pieces out like without a word. Like, not even bothering to, like, it's like, there's nothing else to say. It's like, yeah, yeah, I used you. I got what I wanted later. Yeah, I mean, I like it because it's, you know, I I don't think she intended to hurt him, but she she started the way it worked out, but she was still going to do this no matter what. Collateral damage. Also. I mean, they're breaking up, right? Like, who's Ellie going to take the prom now? Good question. Um, Masked men, certainly. Uh, if Toby's ridiculous career survives Spencer Hastings, <laughs> I think Lorenzo will be just fine. Yeah. After all, he is Mr. Fresh Perspective. Very true. So we're going to cut to the uh, Marin kitchen here as Ashley Marin's leading Ella Montgomery into her kitchen. 
so many theory vibes from this uh this scene right here. Yeah, she's saying that she put on some water, Zella wants some tea, and Ella's like, oh. like, no, bitch, I came here for the wine. <laughs> yeah. Ella says, yes, please. And she sounds pretty stressed out, near tears. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I have chamomile, mint. And she looks at Ella, who's just, like, looking super sad. And she's like, unless you want caffeine, I have Darjeeling. Yeah, Ella's just like, I thought this was the wine emporium. Why do you think I came here? Not for the tea, bitch. Pop a cork. Ashley says, Ella? And she kind of drops the tea hunt here and she walks over, kind of looking at Ella and she says, are you here about that email from the school board? And Ella says, I don't know how we're going to tell him. Although I don't think Arya's mind is even there, especially after tonight. It is. <laughs> it definitely is. Ashley's like at the gallery and Ella's like about to cry now. She says, the police are not doing enough. We need to do something. But what can we do? We have to protect our girls. And she's just like full of like anger and despair. And Ashley just abandons the like, teacups and sits down now. And she's like, Ella, what happened? Can you tell me? And Ella just takes a deep breath. And then we're going to cut outside. Because looking in on them through the window as Ella's talking to Ashley there, it's Redcoat. Oh, shit. Redcoat's watching from behind some bushes. Does this mean anything that Redcoat is watching these two specifically? Yeah, I wonder. I really wonder. I also wonder if, like, next week, are Ella and Ashley going to go buy a gun from Pamfields? <laughs> like, why has Arya been targeted so much this season? Like, to the exclusion of all the other liars. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily exclusion. Well, think about the the A shit that's happened this season. No, you got a point because basically, other the, than the, the uh, drama the th for the other three, has been all like their internal struggle post Dollhouse. Well, there was like the threat to Sarah Harvey, but other than that, I don't even know her. Sarah Harvey. Yeah. No. Sarah Harvey will never die as long as we live with her in our hearts. Exactly. <laughs> but what is it about Ellen and Ashley here? Like, why? Why has Abe and going so hard on Arya this season. If they kill off Shower Harvey, I want us to like do uh, like Shatner's uh, eulogy for Spock from Rafikon. She was the most human I've ever known. <laughs> she took showers. I mean, most of the stuff that we're th we've been kind of theorizing about Charles, it's like it's related to Allie and the Dilarentises, and maybe that crosses over to the Hastings. What the hell exactly do the rest of the liars have to do with it? Like, we can see why Charles is mad at, at Allie and maybe Spencer, but what about the other liars? Yeah, and, like, what what been... is it? What is Redcoat watching these two people for? Does Redcoat have something against them in particular? And that's I mean, the thing, too, is it always, it, uh, it always feels like it... That's the question you have to ratify your mind is how does the four girls tie into this De Laurentiis family drama? I can think I, of a particular thing, but I, I'm, I don't know. Like, so Jenna? the Jenna thing. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't the Jenna thing and then also Shauna, which is Aria specific, wouldn't that relate? Hmm. I think the, the Shauna thing really just ties back into the Jenna thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I but mean, it, like, Presumably, Charles was A before Shauna ever put on the hoodie and went to New York. Mm -hmm. But that would definitely be extra motivation for Redcoat, if it was Jenna, to come after Arya. Which, I mean, like, so what would it be? Would it be Toby? 
It's me, babe. I don't think anyone would I'm find a... that interesting at this point, no. though. I mean... I'm boring. <laughs> and now I will dramatic monologue you. Um... I guess there's like an have to be like an angle on the Jenna thing that we're not aware of. Was somebody else in the garage? It seems like it's kind of late in the game to throw that. I out. mean, I don't know. I, she could still just be mad about being blind. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of that'd Arya, be pretty impressive that she was like looking at security <laughs> camera footage tonight while blind. Yeah. Well, she still has the yeah. other eye. Amongst other, well, didn't. Wasn't it? No, she had the surgery on the one eye. That supposedly right. didn't work. Maybe she had it on the other eye and it didn't work. I don't know. That's a good point. Just, just spitballing. Well, there's also whoever showed up at the uh, the meeting with Melissa, Sydney. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Who was who that was other person with uh, Mona at the hair salon? I can't Sup- see. Supposedly, that. we're getting like all the answers in two episodes. So. Mm. Answers. Yeah. So cut to Arya. She's opening her door, letting the other liars in. She says, Hey, I got your text. Why didn't you just ring the doorbell? And they all just file past her. And Spencer says, We thought your dad might be home. Arya says, He's upstairs where we won't see him. Yeah. Uh, she shuts the door and they all take seats. Nobody's really saying anything. It's a little awkward. And Arya says, Guys, what's going on? Spencer just nudges Hannah and Hannah says, Hey, I barely know the guy. Yes. Nice callback. And Arya's like, what guy? Spencer is just avoiding all eye contact, so her tulpa's going to step in here. Emily she says, gives Emily the look. Yeah. Emily says, fine, I'll tell her. Your friend Clark? We're not so sure he's a friend. And Arya's like, how many fucking times have we had a conversation that started out like this? Arya, it's interesting. All she says to this is, what makes you say that? Yeah. Uh, it's not immediately like kind of like defensive or accusatory. It's just like, go on, basically. Well, and I don't. I don't think she knows him well enough. Never mind the fact that she's obviously been aware of this something, something along the lines too. I don't think this is like you know. It doesn't matter to her like Ezra. Mm-hmm. Ezra. And Hannah says we saw him at the abandoned doll factory tonight. He was meeting some guy named Reese Matthews. And Arya says, "Are you sure that it was Clark?" And Ellie says, "None of us saw him leave the gallery, and then he just shows up at this place." And Arya says, "Well, did you ask him?" Spencer says, no, it didn't feel safe to stick around and ask questions. Like, I feel like Arya's, it's not like she disbelieves him. She's just, like, checking the details. Right. Um, so, intercut with this, as they're talking, we see Tanner at the police department. She's going through that surveillance footage. You hear Spencer's, like, voiceover. That this guy, Reese Matthews, he works for the Karasimi group, and we think that he might be working for Charles. And so, the footage... Um, you know, there, we see that somebody is switching out Arya's work at the gallery. On we Tanner's hear, computer, yeah. Yeah, we hear the, the voiceover from Hannah. And when you see Reese, Arya, I'm telling you, there's a chance he actually is Charles. And then Tanner zooms in to what we see the back of the, like, kind of the side of this person's head. And it could very well be Reese. It could also be very well Jason. It, it's some dude with short hair. Short, brownish blonde hair. Um. I mean, this could be Ren, it could be Jason, it could be Reese, it could be Andrew, it could be total random. Um, here's my theory on this guy, this like print switcher here. I'm guessing that this is another Speed Demon Express situation hmm. where this dude was just some random dude hired by A to go in and switch the photos out. 
And he was hired specifically because he looked like either Jason or Reese from behind. So, you know, it's the whole framed thing, the title of the episode. It's like they're trying to set someone up, probably Jason. Right. Because we never see his face, so, you know, who knows who he really is. I've noticed a lot of people are trying to bring back theories involving Dark Nigel. Oh, Dark Nigel. Good luck. that guy back. <laughs> I feel like the actual bad guys dealt with him. Yeah, yeah. Hardy Bros. He had to leave town after encountering them. Yeah. So then we're going to get an A-tag. Uh, so apparently this is a James Brown song that's playing. James Brown song. Like a, like a slow, low song playing here. We're looking at uh, like a tuxedo garment bag. From Silver Moon Tuxedo. Yeah. A little like kind of case full of like pliers and hammers and tools and shit. Some rope. A lot of duct rope. tape. This is like a basically like your serial killer kill kit right here. This is uh, uh, also your Fifty Shades of A toolkit. Mm. In the foreground, we see A holding up a little case that has like six syringes in it. They're all full of some drug. Uh, and A like zippers the case shut and puts it on top of the garment bag. And we kind of pull out to see this is actually all in like a car trunk. Mm. And A shuts the trunk and walks around. And uh, as A walks around the car, A trails their hand along the side of the car. This is I, this is actually really funny to me. Uh, when I watch this, I and I, it's in my notes. I wrote, you know, this is just like Mona did with the rose bushes in two twenty three mm-hmm. when she plants Garrett's badge at the Delorentis house. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I wrote that, I went and I happened to be looking at uh, P.L.L. Sherlock's thing, and she noted the same thing. So nice. we're on the same wavelength there. There's there's very much a like a an A as Mona vibe, uh, as trailing her hand across the car here. So maybe that's a hint. Maybe it's nothing. I wonder. I wonder if that was actually Janelle Parrish when they did that scene in 223. Or if that's just like their A stand-in. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if that by that point it was Janelle Parrish. I mean, it was pretty close to the was, reveal. Do you remember from the social media thing, is this about the point where I, Marley King, said that A knows their A? Mm, I'm not sure. I feel like it would have been a little bit later, but who okay. can say? I want to throw out a, a an idea in a second. But, uh, yeah, so goes around the side of the car. We see this is actually a limo. Opens at the back, gets inside. Uh, Black Hoodie A, you know, uh, knocks on the little divider between, like, the back and where the driver sits. The partition lowers. We see that it's red coat in the mm. driver's seat. Redcoat hands an envelope back to Black Hoodie A. Very formal, like obviously can't turn around and mm-hmm. be like, here you go, boss, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, A opens the envelope. Inside we see is an invitation to prom, the Enchanted Forest Senior Prom at Rosewood High, which very <laughs> on the nose. We're going into the woods in this dark twisted fairy tale for sure. Forbidden uh, Forest. Yeah. So speaking of your thing there, what if Black Hoodie A in the context of this episode is actually the ally and Redcoat is actually the... Uber A. I mean, it could be. I, 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 I don't know. I, I doubt it, but it could be. Mm-hmm. My main interest here is that, um, I mean, first of all, thus all our A slash Redcoat fan fiction begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to prom together. Secondly, so Redcoat got the prom tickets. Does that mean that Redcoat is a student at Rosewood High? I think it's a very good theory. And who are options there? Mona, Jennifer, Allie? Sydney is uh, Jenna right page that there's a problem with Jenna and the problem with like having a character like Jenna not 
be on the show for like a season. The same thing I thought with like Lucas. Because remember when Lucas showed up again in season five? Mm-hmm. And there, there's no comment with Lucas because Lucas doesn't really matter. There's no comment of Lucas about, oh, hey, you're enrolling back in school. You know what I mean? Well, it's curious. I mean, on the one hand, you could say, well, they haven't, we haven't seen them this past season, so it's probably not them. But on the other hand, maybe that's why we haven't seen them. They want it to be a surprise. Mm. Uh, but also, like, uh, I want to say in, in A is for Answers, we didn't know that Jenna was living in New York. I don't think we even knew in uh, Escape from New York. We didn't find out till later that she had actually not been in Rosewood. I mean, we knew that she there was a whole big show where she was mm-hmm. losing her eyesight and she was telling yeah. Emily something or other. But it's like we just I, hadn't seen her for a while, yeah. I, but it kind of like took away from some of the potential Jenna. Jenna is a you know like uh, thrust. I mean, I, I, there was a time when it was like everything went back to either Melissa or Jenna, and now mm-hmm. I feel like Jenna doesn't have that power anymore. I mean, I can't think of another, like, inciting incident from way back when in which you could, like, combine Charles into hating the other four girls, but... Well, I think with this reveal that Redcoat is back and working directly with Charles, the writers have really done an excellent job of throwing up so much smoke and red herrings that you just have absolutely no idea who A is going to be. We're two episodes away. I actually, I kind of suspect that we might find out who A is at the the end of the next episode, Mm. or at least a very strong hint. Um, I mean, my prediction is the next episode ends with Allie, like, being like, oh my god, it's you, but, like, we don't see who it is yet. Basically the unbridled ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only, only, like, it's, it's not Noel Khan, it's, it's A. Right, right. right. Maybe A is Noel Khan, but, you know, something like that. So, I mean, they've, they've really, done a, a fantastic job of just completely trolling their fan base and you know first it was like oh a is charles and it was like charles is dead and then no charles is still alive and was at radley the whole time and then oh no now there's an ally and oh the ally's red coat and is working with charles directly so now everyone's just like well fuck you know like all, all theories are valid all theories are invalid you know you, you can work anyone it's like well if they're not charles they're definitely red coat well, and this is one of my favorite times too on social media because now you're going to have all of like your main cast mm-hmm. and even people like uh, like Jim Titus, you know, <laughs> will start like like tweeting and Instagramming stuff like, yeah, you make sure you want to watch face to face. And it's like all these people you're going to be like, are you in the episode? Yeah. Are you somehow a are you involved in this? Well, and they've done a hell of a job I and mean, there's two weeks to go less than two weeks now and nothing has definitively leaked. So. Maybe they'll make it. Maybe it really will be a huge shock when we finally find out who A is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the episode. That was framed. Fun episode. Mm-hmm. Good Ari episode. Yeah. And we're headed right into prom. And I, I really feel like this prom episode is going to be like basically part one of the reveal here. That's just kind of the sense I get. That like that, that episode's going to end with at least like the, the start of the reveal there. Yeah. I mean, it would almost have to be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, prom. It's a big night. Got them in all their costumes. The Forbidden, or I'm sorry, the Enchanted Forest uh, theme here. The Enchanted Forest. Mm-hmm. So, that was the episode framed. We'll be back next week to talk about Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we finally have the director for this. So, for the longest time, couldn't see who directed this episode. The next episode is written by Oliver Goldstick and Francesca Rollins and directed by Janice Cook. Oh, okay, cool. That's 609. Um, we got a shit ton of reviews this last week. 
Uh, so in the U.S., thanks to uh, LKT two zero one two zero, Lizzie Lou eighty seven, Lindsay Morgan W, Steffi Fierce, Jonah two D, Chloe Forcell, Emma Jane seventy one zero four, Melly Melly B, Kim underscore Bricker. Sorry, this is just going on forever, but seriously, thank you. I am Sarge, Liz W, Caitlin loves Spoby. Oh, sorry, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori Kia, The Crunk Hits, and Random Fan 1815. That's all in the US. Five star reviews. Thank you very much. In the UK, we had Little Miss Florentina, Sarah UK PLL, Rulster. In Ireland, we had Miss Shell O'Brien. Very Irish name there. Australia, we had Holly M27 and Bodega Bill. And in New Zealand, we had Ash Slay. So mm. thank you to all of you who left us reviews in iTunes. We always appreciate it. If you want to leave us a review in iTunes or give us a rating, uh, feel free. Uh, also, you know, we uh, I, I was talking a little bit about this on our Twitter account. For whatever reason, it seems like like nobody uses the Android apps except for this like podcast addict app to subscribe to us. Um, you don't have to just download the episode from our website page. There are podcasts out at podcast apps out there you can subscribe to uh, for our podcasts, and they just like come into your your podcast app. It's super convenient, so you don't have to like do all that work every episode. Just throwing that out there. Mm. Uh, I wanted to make a special haze to Sarah, Natalie, Jenny, Tessa. Evan, Allegra, Mia, Kyla, Kendall, and Mel on Tumblr, who sent a message the other day just to say that while she does not have a Twitter account, she likes to uh, spy on our Twitter account just for <laughs> photos of Smug Ezra. <laughs> oh, fucking Smug Ezra. Yeah, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, we are at broswatchpll2. You can also go to our website page and leave a longer comment at broswatchpll2.com. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Anything else? No. All right. Well, we'll be back next time to talk about Last Dance. We're getting so close to the end. Save the last one for us. Bye-bye.